following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Wednesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can follow everything about high school sports 24-7 at MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. Wednesdays on the Huge Show are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan it's time for the huge show from the east side to the west side to the UP the huge show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE that's 1-866-838-4843 now the huge one Bill Simonson What's up, Michigan? It is time for another hour on the only syndicated statewide afternoon sports radio show, 19 stations strong. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. There you can also listen to our free live stream weekdays at 3. And on the iHeart app, search The Huge Show, and you can listen live, hear the podcast anywhere in the world where you get mobile service. Inside this hour, one of our MLB and Tigers insiders, former major leaguer and baseball Hall of Famer for the most pinch hits in a single MLB season, John Vanderwall, West Michigan resident out of Hudsonville, played at Western, an unbelievable resume amongst the best to have ever played, teammates with Jeter, teammates with Bonds. The guy is a living legend. And as Superfly says every once in a while, man, we are blessed to have John Vanderwall in studio. We'll talk Tigers, their offseason, Shohei Otani. Uh, John is off the iRacing circuit for the day, so this time he'll be able to join us to talk about Shohei. Last time, when there were the rampant rumors that Shohei could sign with Detroit, Superfly called John and said, hey, can you come on the show? Bill's live over at Helen DeVos Children's Hospital. JV said, I'm iRacing and hung up the phone. <laughs> John is an iRacer. We're looking to get a connection with Jeff Striegel and Berlin Raceway. And what was your last race? When was it? Uh, yesterday. How'd you do? Uh, I was racing a road course in England, Orland Park. Yeah, I've been there before. Nice yeah, place. It is. They got foxes that run around with horses and stuff. So, uh, not not re- not very good. But I'm just. Are you like a NASCAR level? I love racer? the love the NASCAR, but getting into the road rate, love road racing. It's a whole different ball game. You like yesterday we had 12 guys. What 150 some people were racing, and then you have your splits and all this stuff, but. I was the only one from America. Everyone else was from Europe, and so, so you felt like a flag flying, right? I did. It was, and I started in the back. I just wanted to get used to the track. And you were here in the old diamond. They come to America. Seventh. You know, I was uh, using the clutch with this little uh, this this V car. It's an open wheel car. So uh, learning how to use the clutch again. And that eye racing and, is really it, it has taken off. Are it's you, big. Are you in a big simulator or just off of computers? Uh, I have a little. I have a little D box motion thing, and yeah. So I, it moves and stuff. Oh yeah. 
So you got to like, you walk Weight restrictions, though, you know, so you've got to have. So I'm out. Yeah, I'm you out, are out. I'm out. I'm, I'm out. I'm out. I'm in your backup driver. Yeah. I don't think you fit in the seat, you know, but. <laughs> Look like a clown car. <laughs> you know, leaning to the right. Trying oh, to no, drive. you don't have to lean. It, it leans. It leans for you? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh okay. So All right. So it's kind of like you're going to an amusement park. Yeah, have you, you ever went to Celebration D- Cinema? I don't know if they still have the D box yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's the same company, same format, but I have it, and they have the. That's awesome. It man. is. It's it's fun. It's you don't necessarily need it, but at my age, you know, this is my hobby. I like to do. Yeah, it. I mean, you, you do that in golf, right? Yep. Pretty much are your hobbies. That's it. By the way, have you been to Ada Indoor Country Club yet on Pettis and Ada here on the West Side not, of the State? You have invited me. I. You know, the holiday season. I didn't show up either on that Sunday. So that was, I had a, that was a night after, was that after Michigan? Well, what was that? Yeah. Oh, that was, yeah, the, I was at the Broncos game, the Broncos-Lions. Oh, I and heard something. that was something special. Yeah, that was loud. We and shouldn't have sold our tickets, but we... Well, you have season tickets, right? We do. Yeah. Uh, did you get a hit with the big increase on the notice from the Lions? I think we were hit when we bought them. Yeah, I, I think it's the older. So I think older it, was, it went up like twenty five bucks a ticket. I it think was it's nothing. I think it's the older season ticket holders who are locked in on a price who now are getting the reports of you know sixty seventy percent increase. Yeah, so uh, I mean, probably what we were paying for our section one seventeen end zone seats, we we're up thirty seven. You know, row thirty seven. I th- I think they're great seats, but we're probably paying more for those seats than a lot of people who have been you know, diehard season ticket holders for all these years in much better areas. But, you know, it is what it is. I, I believe that the Lions are going to be, they're going to be around for a long time. So you're and upgrading the club seats? I don't know yet. We'll see if they can become available because right. they are really, they're, they're, I think they went up double what, what they love well, supply and demand. demand. You know, it's you know, uh, it, it, that's they're a, it's a business a, at the end of the day. They are. It's a it's a risky proposition. I mean, you going up eighty percent on. You tickets, better win. You better win, and you know I, I understand completely why they're doing it. They, I I read a story, John, that one of the big reasons from an anonymous source at the Lions why they did this is that so many people were selling their tickets this year and profiting off the tickets on what they paid for that the Lions are basically trying to say, if you're going to buy those tickets, chances are you're not going to sell them. You're going to use them. That makes sense. Right? Now, my wife and I have been to half the games, but, I mean, we have given our tickets to other people for cost. I mean, they're friends, family. So we Yeah, do, for we, cost for family and friends is a nice little holiday gift. Welcome back to the Vanderwall family Christmas. Uh, Uncle Vic from Hudsonville. Uh, oh, Uncle go, Vic, it's, it's, it's 30% more. Okay, but hold on. You look, you, Uncle Vic goes, oh, I'm going to open up my, I'm going to open up my Christmas gift from John and his wife. Oh, look, <laughs> I got... I got six tickets to the Vikings and the Lions at the end of the year, 
and I only have to pay face value. <laughs> that is a steal. <laughs> it is a steal in, today, in today's you. world. Thank you, Uncle Vic. I hope you enjoy that. Now, By the way, we do have the square on my iPad where you can slide <laughs> your credit card and your No, it's easier on Ticketmaster. It's you really can, easy. You can just transfer and sell it. Oh. Uncle Vic, uh, can I get you an email so I can send you the Ticketmaster buy my tickets? Well, three years can... ago, if I had season Merry tickets. Christmas. Merry Christmas. What'd you get me? Oh, John, I didn't get you anything except a portrait of you and your family. You got that a cost me $600. You got a lion stocking hat? For yeah, you? you get the free giveaways, you know. They, they send you stuff in the mail, season ticket holders? No, actually going in, every, every time you go in, you get something. So, and I'll tell you what. Season ticket holders do? Everybody does with a ticket. Oh, well, yeah, I, I know. I, well, I got, the, I got the ornament yeah, on the Broncos oh, yeah. game, but they give you the stuff. Oh, they gave going. the ornament again? Oh, we got that in the mail. So that's what they oh, gave okay. out of that. Oh, well, okay. So I, I, I guess I don't got the MLB resume Hall of Fame. Well. But they give me, why don't they give you that going out? Because if they give you going in, how do you hold beers and hold your free giveaway? Well, or if you put it underneath your seat. I got so the we, third down we, sign. We, we, no, had, we, we had four of us. Three three of the ornaments got stomped on because you put them underneath your seat and people are coming by or you are and you're sitting down and you forget you had it there and you stomped on it. Where were your seats at? Oh, uh, Mooch from Coppercraft. Oh, club level, huh? 40, no, about... Uh, 38 rows up, about 40-yard line. Wow. Mm, lower level. Must be nice. They were nice. They yeah. were really nice. Yeah. You get you know, but if you're going for eight games, and the lines are going to be good with this window, look at the youngsters like J-Mo and Jameer and Laporta. Uh, we'll see. I, I, I believe Goff, with a strong finish here and a playoff win or a great playoff performance or performances, will get that big four-year extension, right? And then a guy like Hooker could be groomed as their backup for the next couple, three years. I think that's what they're planning on. Well, he has I mean, to, Teddy Bridgeway, did he say this is he, his last he's year? done. Yeah, which I don't blame him. I mean, it's Hooker's set up to be the backup, yep. right? Which is, which is a smart, again, from Brad Holmes, who should be executive of the year in the NFL. Well, look at the moves they made. Everyone was dogging look them. At, look at the young guys. Yes. And they're all under contract for a while. Yep. So your window is a little bit longer than the normal – NFL salary cap window. JMO, Gibbs, Laporta. Well, I mean, you and I have talked for the last couple of years on Lions, and we both agreed that you got to be patient. I have, and I said you got to be patient with these guys because I could, I could see it, and even in the first year, the players will die for this guy, for the coaching staff. I mean, the whole coaching staff. You, you can have, you know, one week they're great, the next week they're terrible. But this coaching staff that he's put together has done a fabulous job. The offensive and defensive coordinators. Phenomenal job. What we as normal fans look at and what we don't see is the injuries, how guys feel. You know, the Lions are going to have, you know, some really big pieces coming back on the defensive side, which is going to be really interesting to see what moving forward. Because I felt that their defense was, was really good, you know, against the, against the Chiefs. And then what they lose, two of their mainstays in the Seattle game. So they've been battling injuries on on the defensive side of the ball all year long. I think the defense has played okay. You know, our offense has gone through some tribulations where they've had a lot of three and outs, and that's when we lose. So uh, hats off to the Lions organizations. I know going in as a season ticket holder and we go in and we go to the games that when you walk in, it's just kind of like a euphoric state. It's really cool. The people are that work there are awesome. They're happy. 
it's it's in and out. Um, you get into the game. It's easy to get in, easy to get out. The only thing that I think about Ford Field is the aisleways on on the you know on on the fifty side. You know, you go down, not on the end zone side. Right. It, they're they're too shallow. I mean, there's just not enough room on there. And you did tell me uh, when I did get the season tickets that you know when you're on that lower bowl, it is it's very clustered, and it is, but. Uh, what a great atmosphere to watch a football game, and I am a proud Lions fan. I have been for years, and this is just awesome. To see yeah, uh, the the Broncos game was absolutely uh, amazing. Uh, I can't imagine what it will be like for that playoff game, the first one ever at Ford Field. And if the Lions uh, can, you know, find a way uh, to get to the one seed, you never know. I mean, you know, at, at worst here. Uh, it's going to be three seed with a home playoff game. So, what do you think they're going to do in the playoffs? Uh, are, are 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 they prime for a run? I, I I just think if they had home field advantage throughout the playoffs, I would think they could go in the Super Bowl. Seattle scares me. We've never played well against Seattle, home that, home or away. No, I mean so that that that's a concern. The Rams are not quite what the what uh, the Mariners that Seattle is, but that that's the one thing that does concern me. I hope that we're healthy and we go in. There's a lot of luck in in professional sports too. You got to have a lot of luck to get to eleven and four where they are um, to win the division. So they have that, but now you've got to get you have to be lucky. To be healthy, I feel in the playoffs to go far. So I we'll agree. see what happens. And there's some, you know, look at the Niners. You know, we're they're banged up. You know, down to Darnold or Sam Darnold at quarterback in in that Baltimore game. And you watch what Baltimore did to the Niners and what Baltimore did to the Lions in Baltimore. I think Baltimore is the best team in pro football. They, they dominated. Sh- they showed it this past Sunday night. I think Lamar Lamar is the MVP. Purdy probably lost the MVP. Uh, on well, Christmas night, Monday night, Sunday night, my days with the holiday week get all screwed up right now. So uh, John Vanderwall, by the way, in studio, uh, we'll talk Tigers off season. I like what they're doing. Think about the new look rotation. Some of the utility players they've picked up. They're in the weakest division in baseball. Uh, I do want to get to the Tigers, AL Central. You got to be happy. You got to be really looking forward to the, the coming year because We've talked about your son, and you're so proud of him. I can't wait to watch your reaction on how he goes through the process of, of trying to pick a school to go to because uh, he's a phenomenal player. He's just getting uh, looked at now. I think you know he's at, he's at least a D2 player, and I, I feel he's probably going to be at a D1 somewhere. Yeah, you know, with the new year, thinking about it, uh, I'm very happy with the way he's approaching it. He's not – Getting too excited. I, I think he uh, always says uh, thank you to people that show interest. Um, I'm, I'm looking at other guys in the area. Like you coached, volunteered at Grand Rapids Forest Hill Central who won the D3 title, and they had a couple of D1 players. Yeah, right? Hutkins. I, I was so Hutkins cool. going to Purdue, and, and Alan True from 24-7 uh, Rivals Recruiting uh, in studio last week, said that Hudkins, when he went to the Under Armour camp and ran well and did well, was where he went next level. Well, then Alan was telling me that uh, he's here in Ace, may be invited 
to the Under Armour Combine that's, that's in Columbus, which I think you told me almost every kid that was there got a D1 offer. Yeah, and it was really cool because I'm, I'm close with the Hudkin family. Yeah, I've known Ty since he was just – we never we – we were hoping that he was going to grow because he was one of the smallest kids, and he grew and phenomenal athlete. It was awesome to watch the family go through this process and – now you get to go through that same process. It's it's there's we got Max Richardson also. Max, at Max Richardson is another phenomenal commitment athlete. to Stanford. Yeah, I you know I hear he's got a lot of other. I I actually listened to that show with Alan last week, and he, I am very encouraged that he's got other offers other than the West Coast. I feel that I would like to see him come you know a little closer over here so that we could watch him play. Uh, he's a phenomenal athlete. He'll should be able to pick where he wants to go. And, and we were fortunate enough to have these two athletes with us. Great, well, great kids. Well, John, you know, I'll say this, and I tell everybody, and I tell Ace to his face, that it's your work ethic. Absolutely. You, it, it, this is your hard work. It's not because I do a sports show or you know, you're a good talker. This is people, you don't have to say a word. They see your work. They, they see how you performed against Cam Van Sokoma, who was the captain of the defense on the Detroit Free Press All-State team. People, The film doesn't lie. Exactly. The film, you know, how you look on film that you were gassed at the end of every game because you played hard. Yep. That you guys pull a lot. That, you know, I all I hear is, you know, don't lose that. Sparky McEwen at Davenport said, tell Ace, no matter where he goes, to never lose that nasty side, it, and nasty in a in a fair way. Yes, not not cheap shots. None of that. The thing about football, and I've said it in prior shows, is that you have to be a, you got to be tough. You have to be tough in this game. And the two kids that are going to D one, Huddy and Max, very tough kids. Great kids, good school kids, uh, great grades, but they are tough kids. They get down and get dirty. Their work ethic is impeccable, and that's what's going to make them successful at the D1 level. Yeah. I think they're both going to be successful. I think Ace's GPA for the you know first half of his junior year, I think the trimester at Grand Rapids Forest Hills Eastern, like 3.8, 3.85, with some, uh, I think, a couple three AP classes, advanced classes, and I think his workouts are at eight a week. Yep, I remember eight you a week, saying that. Eight a week. And I know Forest Hills is the school system. Well, in power strength, Mark Ennis, Brian Paulson, I, I will say this, uh, what they've done with Ace and they've done it with a lot of other athletes in the area, uh, it is a game changer because what they do is they create a situation where if you buy in with power strength, and I don't mean just monetarily, if you buy in on it, you're going to get this confidence. And that's what I've watched with Ace. There's two things, confidence and toughness. There's a difference between ego and, you know, just getting by. And I watch him after a game when he comes home and he's taken off uh, a wrap on the wrist, on both ankles, on his hip, and he played hurt. Or the, the biggest moment was what Joe Schwander told me at the team banquet that against Cedar Springs, uh, Ace wasn't feeling well, had that crud all day. They didn't have school, so luckily... He was a, if they would have had school, he probably wouldn't have, you know, you got to go to school to play that night, right? And, that, uh, and I noticed early in the, in the game, first half, he didn't look right, right, just visually. And then at halftime, they said they go in the talk and they hear Ace throwing up. And that, 
the coaches are like, well, what are we going to do? Are we, uh, are we going to play him? What do we do? Get some water and Wait, get him on. on the field. And Ace, and Ace, hold on. That's what Ace said. Ace, Ace came out from throwing up. The team hears that they're quiet. And Ace says, let's effing go. Yeah. And they go out and they were, I think, down one or up one tight game with Gus Capolco, who's a great coach at Cedar Springs. Yes. And we win. Great program. And we come back and win. And Ace played his butt off. And when I saw him afterwards, he was like, pale. Uh, but the toughness to persevere through, because the one thing that football teaches, John, and you're a, and I think it's why you volunteer. Like Ty Halleck, uh, the former NFL player, volunteers with Tim Rogers, who just retired and had one of the great high school coaching careers in the state, is that you respect that toughness. That the, that toughness will be with you the rest of your life. That's why I, I tell people about Ace. I'm not, I'm not worried. I just always tell them, don't make a mistake. That could cost you. Yep. And don't get caught up with a situation. Just be smart. Ask yourself, is it worth it? And I tell everybody I'm really comfortable for him being just turned 17 that this journey in football, you know, whether he ends up at a D2 school, whether he plays for Peter Sturzma at Hope or he goes great program. and plays at Iowa, I don't know. I, I I don't know. And I listen to Alan True. I listen to Ballas. I listen to Josh Helmholt, guys who are recruiting insiders. And they go, well, high D2, mid D1 right now. But between now and the end of his senior year, he could he could take a next level. Look how far he came in the last year. Yep. Right? And just a good kid, too, man. I I love all my children. But, but Ace is – he's got that heart. Yep. He just, uh, you know, I I remember him walking out the door Christmas Eve going, you know, because divorce situation, rotating holidays, weeks. And he stood at that door and he just looked and he, he said, like, I want to thank you for everything. And um, you have a great Christmas. And it was with such conviction from the heart, right? Yeah. Where... And good things happen to good people, man. Yeah. And he works hard. And Mark Ennis, Brian Paulson, power strength, uh, what they've done. Ace is into his fifth year. Yeah, I've got a kid. Fifth uh, year there. Yeah. Fifth, five years of a commitment. And it's not just about the, the team, that sport. The commitment carries with you. And, and I'm telling you, football's been great. Schwander, um, you know, Mac with, you know, he's throwing shot, but he, I think he does that more for the social side of things. That the power strength commitment gave him, it's not boot camp. I'm not going to go that far, but it gave him organization and discipline. And then when you see the strength and your speed increases and your agility increases, or you can broad jump eight feet and you're 287 pounds and you see it, and then you look in front of you of guys who have been through there, you know, that it motivates you. And, and that's what we all need. Well, I have a youngster. His name's Will Smith. He's from Lowell. Great kid. Uh, has grown so much. And, I mean, he's taller than I am now. But he went to power strength. And we took, like, four months off before I saw him. And he was a completely different kid from where I saw him in I'm August telling you, when I saw him I'm telling you. the first time in November. it was, And I told him, I said, wow. I mean, you're not – you've gained strength. You've gained confidence. I mean, it was almost the confidence that you could really see. So I, I, I hats off to those guys. They do a great job. And the kids that go in and take the – 
program seriously because you got to take uh, weightlifting's not fun. Well, it's beyond weightlifting. It's agility. It's yeah, the boxes, but I mean, to go in and tires. do that every day, it's tough. Yeah. You've got to get yourself up, get prepared. Just not every day you're going to want to do that. But the kids that go out and put the time and effort into programs like this, those are the Well, and to me, you can look at it and you can see their elite premiere, they call it, which you really have to almost try out to get into that group. You have to show that you've been committed, right? That, that You can look the list of quality high school sports programs, not just football, it's other sports, and you can see the impact that power strike has had on these kids, man. Mark Ennis had a vision, and this Brian Paulson, who worked with the Ravens, they, they do things. I'll watch Ace jump over five hurdles in a row and then broad jump, and you're thinking, this dude's 287. I'm getting over maybe the first hurdle. Yeah, it's the, those are programs are awesome. The, the Delamaliers were the first guy, people that actually brought in strength and conditioning. They brought a guy, I forgot the guy who used to be the strength coach at Michigan. Barwis. Barwis. The Barwis method, remember? So Eric, Eric and Sandy were were light years ahead of everybody on this stuff, and they were they were really the ones who actually got all this stuff going. Uh, and I believe that's where um, Power Strength actually. I think they own the building over there now, but that's where they. They rented up, rented from them, and and took their equipment and stuff. But uh, yeah, hats off to these people have done a they've done a phenomenal job. John Vanderwall, former major leaguer. We're going to get to the Tigers conversation. Talk about their off season and where they sit right now uh, in the AL Central. You have a baseball question? You can join us on the Mercantile Bank Listener Line one eight six six eight three eight four eight four three. That's one eight six six eight three eight huge. From Detroit to Petoskey. This show is huge. Ring in the new year and get game day deals with One Stop at Meyer. Shop extra large avocados for 99 cents each. Select Coca-Cola, Pepsi, 7-Up, or Dr. Pepper products. Buy two, get one free. Plus deposit where applicable. And select Lay's party size chips or poppables, two for $6. Plus, pay the same low Meyer prices no matter how you shop, in-store or online. Cheer on your favorite team and celebrate the new year when you shop quality and One Stop at Meyer. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Huge here for the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can stay up to date on the latest from Lansing 24-7 at MHSAA.com. At MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. The latest news, press releases, and stories connected to every high school in the state of Michigan. Available for you. 24-7 from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Log on to MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. And if you're looking for archive, boys and girls, high school sports, MHSAA.TV. That's MHSAA.TV. 24-7, TV. 24-7, everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to MHSAA.com. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. It's the Snowfall Lucky Draw, every Saturday in December. Select the lucky ornament from the holiday tree for the chance to take home your share of over $400,000 in prizes. It's the Snowfall Lucky Draw every Saturday in December, only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort, your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. 
Van Andel Institute Purple Community is a grassroots fundraising network powered by the dedicated volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve human health now and in the future. When you raise funds through the Van Andel Institute Purple Community, 100% of the proceeds go directly to the Institute's research into diseases like cancer and Parkinson's, as well as VAI's science education programs. Learn how you can get involved at purplecommunity.org. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back on The Huge Show across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. Huge weekend coming up with the Lions and the Cowboys on Saturday night. Don't forget... If you're listening on the game, 7.30 a.m. in Lansing, or if you're from the Grand Ledge area with my good friends Lanny, Randy, Joey, Jerry, Preston, I'll be at Preston Sports Bar in Grand Ledge, downtown Grand Ledge, on Saturday night. I've been telling these guys they've been friends for 15 years. I'm going to come down there and do a watch party. So Cowboys and the Lions, Saturday night, Preston's Sports Bar. Well, actually, Preston's Bar uh, with Vic, uh, his son, Lanny's son, uh, so I have a lot of people who listen uh, on the game, 7.30 a.m. A lot of good friends I've met through the Prestons in Grand Leds. Join me there on Saturday. Where are you watching the game? Right at home. Well, okay. Well, sounds pretty exciting. Well, I get, I'm get. I'm an agitated Lions fan. I'm a little nervous. Why are you nervous? They just won the NFC North, Johnny. Well, this is a big game, man. This is going to show... No, they're six, they're they're six point dogs Bowl, right now. So if, I, if they're a Super Bowl yes. contender, if they're the only team to beat Dallas and Dallas this year. Yes, I agree. Okay, then they, they're number six in the power polls pretty much that I've seen across the board, the NFL power polls. So that's six, that's AFC, NFC. They're really two, they're in that group of three. They're in front of Dallas in the power polls. Uh, there's the Eagles who... Something doesn't seem right about them. That's what they said about the Lions. Well, it's when Hurts is going. Well, it's kind of like when Purdy's going, the Niners are going. Right. When he's not, when your quarterback's not going, it's like a point guard in basketball. Right. So if you don't have a point guard, you don't have an offense. And the same thing with QBs. We'll talk more about the Lions later. John Vanderwall, former major leaguer, uh, joining us in studio He's in Cooperstown, the most pinch hits in a single Major League Baseball season. One of the sweetest swings from the left side you've ever seen. I saw that swing when he was a teenager through his final game. I was there in the stands, and he tipped his cap to me, and I tipped it back, and I said, Johnny, I taught you well. And that was the end, kind of like Robert Redford in the natural outside of the ribs bleeding, which I still don't know how the ribs were bleeding. Did he get shot? Yeah, he yeah, did. He got shot. That's always nice. He, he must have been in Kansas City. I told you about that when somebody got shot in the stands. Kansas City, Friday night game. It's crazy. Just shot in the stands. Yep. We didn't know about it until the next day, but maybe it was Robert wow. Alford, you know? hmm. Yeah, it's there's crazy people out there. All right, so let's get to – I'm trying to segue from shot in the stands. <laughs> hey, hi, everybody. Welcome back. Bill Simonson, John Vanderwall, Kansas City Royals baseball's on the air. <laughs> Royals taking on the Tigers tonight. And 
Uh, John, before we get to the lineup, let's talk about target practice <laughs> in the stands. It was. <laughs> well, I'm trying to figure the segue there. We're really dealing, Johnny, what I love about you. I really do love <laughs> that when I bring you in, we never talk about what we planned on talking about. We never do. Yeah. We it always like we're going to get to the Tigers. People are like, okay, I'm waiting. How's the AL Central? What do you think about Flaherty, Maeda? Uh, we're talking, do you think it's sunny or is it cloudy? <laughs> We, 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 I, maybe it's our yeah. combined ADD. We're good friends. Yeah, we're good friends, and we're both uh, similar psychotic people who require medication. But besides that, uh, we're all good. Uh, the Tigers, um, again, uh, they were honest about their offseason. They weren't going to spend big money on big free agents. They did shore up the pitching, which we talked about was a need, and Maeda and Flaherty. Are solid twos and threes, threes and fours. If they can stay healthy and Scooble comes back and you get a Reese Olsen can contribute. I mean, you're you're talking AL Central where it's a race to what? 85 wins to win the division, if that, right? Yeah, and I like the Flaherty deal. I mean, if they can get him back to you know where he was in St. Louis. That's that's big, and supposedly this guy can do it. This guy's a magic man. So if he pitches well, and you keep uh, Scooble healthy, you know they got a chance. Here's the deal, though. I mean, the Central's bad, and if they were in the East or the West, they lost hundred games. So this team, they're going the right direction. I like all the moves they made. We've got to be patient and let them develop is basically what it is. So you can't go, okay, they won 77 games last year, and now I'm worried they're going to win 85. They might. They might not. It's it's baseball. But let them develop. This guy's got a pretty good plan. He's bringing in these, these pitchers that were on a down year, and they're trying to prop them back up. I think that's a lot easier than going out and getting – like Rodriguez that year where he, you know, he was supposed to be the, all this and he fell. And I got a guy who wasn't very good, who has it in him to be good. Those are, I think those are pretty easy things to do. Those are, those are low hanging fruit. So they got that. If they can get something out of him, you know, maybe they got something. It's, it's just tough to tell. They're going to win games because they're in the American league central. Well, and that's where you kind of fit your roster to what you're saying is just compete, which keeps the fan interest there that you're competing for 500, like I said, a few wins above that, probably wins uh, the AL Central. They picked up Maeda, we mentioned, Fair, or Flaherty, I like that. Uh, Andrew Chafin coming back, uh, Shelby Miller. Uh, the bullpen led by Lang and Foley. Looks like they have deep enough arms there. I, you know, I look at this. It's how Parker Meadows can play the comeback from injuries for Riley Green. Uh, and can buy as good a swing back. If you want to tell me how uh, the Tigers fight for 500 or fight to win uh, the AL Central in order, it's those things. You hit it right on the head. I mean, I think Baez is the big is the big piece. Can you fix a swing that easily when they got new you can. coaches? Okay, and- you can. And I believe I have not heard anything, but I believe they have stayed away from it because he's biased and he's making all this money. They've probably tried to hint at some stuff that he could do. It's not rocket science. What he so you're telling me like superstar names, which bias has and superstar. No, type I, I money. don't think he does. He's superstar money. He's superstar, not a superstar. Well, I don't know, but, but superstar money. 
that those guys won't listen to hitting instructors? It's a different game. Are now, bigger? Yeah. You played around big names. You don't have to identify any names. Bigger the name, tougher to get the guy to make changes if he's struggling? Can be, yeah. Can be. He's got his money now. Were you open when, if you were going through a slump, did you listen to people? I did because, I mean, I went through, I got, when I was in Colorado one year, I was so bad that they asked me what to do. I said, send me out of here because I wasn't playing enough. I needed to, I needed to play to get my swing back, and I was just this pinch hitter there for two years, and it finally caught up with me. I needed to play. So, yes, it, you start you listen to people. Don Baylor told me exactly what I was doing wrong. I said, get me out of here. I got I to gotta get out of here. I got to get out of this environment. I got to go see if I can play anymore. And I went down to the minor leagues for a month and got it back, and I took off. But you need to listen to some people. Here's the deal. I think he looks at the guys that are there – who are the hitting coaches, and he's, he looks at these guys and he's going, what did you do? What did you do? He's not going to listen to the analytics guys who haven't been a hitter before. Well, right? they've never played. They've never been in battle. They've never been in the trenches in the big leagues. And now you've got these kids that – and here's the problem I have with all these young kids coming in and guys that haven't had experience at the big league level or even, or even extensive minor league play. I mean, there's guys that have played, you know, 12 years in the minor leagues who know just as much as I do about hitting. Where are these guys? And I know there's guys that were in that organization that they got rid of that were there that could do that. Well, maybe maybe I'm Javi Baez and I'm looking at going, okay, who are you? Who are you? Who are you? Okay, you played at Colgate. You know, you played at uh, Sunnybrook and hit 260. You know, I mean... You haven't seen what I'm seeing, so am I going to listen to you? And and that's that's kind of the problem I have with a lot of things that are going on in the big league, you know, in a lot of these organizations with a lot of these guys that have these jobs in the big leagues that really don't have the resume to do it. And he might be going, you know, why am I going to listen to you? Well, the, the kid probably has, or they had, do have some good things because I have – prop these guys up. I think they're doing a pretty good job, but that might be a block for him. He needs to, he's, his, I'll tell you, his, his stance is too close and he, and he, he spins on everything and that's his problem. I could get, I could get through to him because I told you what I'd tell him before. I'd be honest with him and say, this is what you have to do to succeed. Now you have the ability to succeed and to be a superstar again. You have it, but you have got to make the, you got to, you got to make it in your head that I am going to change what I'm doing. And until he does that, He's going to be the same little guy. I think he's going to change. So I think he's going to have a great year this year. And by the way, the lineup now with the addition of Mark Canha, there is a a flag for me. You know, looking at the latest Tigers depth chart, Parker Meadows in center, Riley Green coming back from injury in right, Canha, journeyman guy that they picked up and left. That's a very sketchy outfield going into Lakeland. Well, you have Carpenter and Carpenter. Carpenter's DH listed as DH. Well, right? he's going to play in the outfield too. I, I so Canha could end up being the DH, a right-handed think bat, right? In in a best case scenario, your DH is somewhere that you revolve and give people rest. I mean, so Canha and Carpenter, yeah, I mean, probably, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can throw anybody in the DH. You had Miggy there; he's gone. He, so I think on a, on a good team, you just don't have a guy with DHs. You have that's that's a spot where you revolve guys through and moving virally into third base too. But yeah, because they're trying to fit everybody into the outfield. Yeah, and I hear people say you you can't play him. Well, 
why not? I mean, you're not going to win this year. Let's be honest. He's a bat. You want to get in the lineup. You want him. And the only way you get better is to play every day. They were conservative on what they did. You know, they are going to give these young, which they should. They should give these young kids a chance to play and a chance to prove themselves. Either they're going to be a big leaguer or they're not going to be a big leaguer. So as a Tiger fan, I wouldn't say, okay, now we've got to win 84 games. You know, let's see how these young kids develop because let's be frank, you're still two or three years away. You know, you're really good at what you do. You are. You should be a major league hitting instructor. Never I think you're a major league broadcaster. I do. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. But with the feedback I get from people between the argument, is Risden or Vanderwall better? Well, if Risden gets two hours, I get 47 minutes. I mean, geez. Okay. Well, (laughs) maybe the insecurity (laughs) complex. Johnny. I got a big mirror in the studio. Every once in a while, we all got to look at the mirror. I know. I know. Wow, you're keeping track of minutes. <laughs> Man. Man, I'll tell you what. He's... No, I did my two-hour show back in the day. You know, we did a great time on that one, too. I don't oh, even think we... It's called When the Season's Going On. We didn't even talk baseball, I don't even talk. I, I don't even talk to Risden after the draft. <laughs> I don't even talk to him. During the baseball season, when the Tigers are relevant, I will have you on for oh, two hours. We already have done that. But in between, Ooh. in between Ooh, your hit golf lesson schedule, uh, your eye racing Mondays are completely off because <laughs> I got I got hey, little JV Junior. I hit Monday night. I got JV Junior right now in his little Rock'em Sock'em D box cart. Uh, I am going to get you over to the Ada Indoor Country Club, which is open to the public. The simulators do move too, so you get That's shots crazy. off a hill. So if you get on a hill, the simulator moves, and you got to hit a side hill eye. Yeah, and that would be interesting because I'm not a one handicap, and I am over at X Golf right now. And I'm like, man, if only You're a go- one handicap, if only golf. Well, I mean, you get six point eight feet gimmies. So um, the owner must be a must be a John Vanderwall. I, I fan. met the one, owner one of, a couple of weeks ago. We were in the we won we were in the Bell Game Championship for our league. We got throttled. You with, with your son, right? My son and his fiance. We. Got there, and, yeah. Well, when they get married, uh, he he proposed. I think last Friday. So. Did he really? Yeah. The holidays. Uh, congrats, man. He's a Thank good kid. You. He's really, you know, uh, being done with baseball. I wish I was a one. Life. That's kind of fun to be able to do that. Okay. Like well, that. whatever. I, I, you're in, you're in the stroke the ego league. Okay. Uh, out there, uh, we will <laughs> we will get out to Ada Indoor <laughs> Country Club there on Pettis and Ada, and we'll hit the golf. That'd be awesome. Man, happy New Year, my man. Okay, happy New Year, brother. Love you. All right, John Vanderwall, former major leaguer, one of our Tigers, MLB insiders, in studio here on the Huge Show. Everything huge, twenty four seven at thehugeshow.net. They say consistency is the key to success. They weren't wrong. So how about grabbing a beer that's consistently smooth, consistently refreshing, and consistently light? You might just find that the road to success can be pretty enjoyable. Michelob Ultra, the perfect balance of taste and refreshment and only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Huge here for my friends on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Now the holidays are here, so what would you like for the perfect gift? Maybe to score big on a same-game parlay or get 150 and bonus bets instantly for betting just five bucks on basketball. 
Pick an NBA game, Pistons, or any other team. Bet five bucks. You can score 150 instantly in bonus bets for using code HUGE when you sign up. This is for new customers. And also, you can get in on the improved same-game parlay anywhere feature. Just go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Get more details there. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now if you want to get in on that 150 Instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on basketball. That's code HUGE you need to use when you sign up. Simple and easy. Only on the DraftKings Sportsbook app and only when you use code HUGE to sign up. The crown is yours. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline at 800-270-7117. 21 plus, Michigan only. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash basketball terms. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back in the huge show across Michigan, wrapping up this hour. A reminder, don't forget, our podcasts are free and we are everywhere. Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Podbean, and more. Just search The Huge Show where you download podcasts. You can catch up and listen on your schedule. Just search The Huge Show where you download podcasts. And if you want to find out the closest radio station that carries the show, go to thehugeshow.net. Big. Bad. Huge. The following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Wednesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can follow everything about high school sports 24-7 at MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. Wednesdays on the Huge Show are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. What's up, Michigan? It is time for another hour of the only syndicated afternoon sports radio show in our state. 19 stations strong for the one close to you. Go to thehugeshow.net. There you can listen to the free stream weekdays at 3. And on the iHeart app, search The Huge Show. And you can listen and catch up on the podcast anywhere in the world where you get mobile service. Inside this next 50 minute segment, Jeff Risden, Lions Wire, Draft Wire. You can follow them on Facebook, Twitter, online. One of our Lions NFL insiders will talk about clinching the NFC North in Minnesota. And what about that Cowboys game on Saturday night in Dallas? Cowboys have dominated every opponent at home. They've looked very average the last two weeks at Buffalo in the loss to Miami last Sunday. So we'll get to Riz. On the Lions, forecasting uh, the playoffs, they still have a shot at the number one seed. Number one seed. They win the next two games. And the Niners lose one more game. Maybe Matt Stafford can help out his old team. Lions could get the bye and the number one seed, Rizzy. That is just through 
even where they were in the final minute last last Sunday of Minnesota, that they're uh, two wins away and a Niners loss from being the overall number one seed. They are, and there were a lot of people that were still thinking they're not going to win the division with one minute to go in that game. Well, they're they're straight-up defense, Riz, and I said this on the huge social network pages. When they're not sending pressure and they try and play straight-up defense with the current personnel that they have in that secondary, they are going to get towards. They can't do it. Yeah, exactly right. They don't have the speed on the outside to, to match up. Um, Cam Sutton's a good cornerback, but he's he's not going to be able to keep up with the, the speediest receivers. It's going to be interesting this week because Dallas offers a variety of receivers. What do you do in mix and matching with, with Cam Sutton and Khalil Dorsey on the outside? Jerry Jacobs might be back this week. Uh, that's probably bad news for a lot of fans. Is CJ back this week? That's that's the... Is that going to be a game time question where they don't want to show their hand? I think it's going to be made official... Um, it could actually be by by the end of the show. We'll see. Uh, he, it sounds like he's going to be back. Uh, in talking to people that are in the Lions room um, early this week, they think he's coming back. Now, they do have an, another week to go if they don't want to activate him this time, but uh, it sounds like he will be back. That will be interesting because he plays the role that Ify Milifonwu is playing if he is the NFC Defensive Player of the Week for how good he played. And uh, I actually chronicled this earlier in the week at, at Lions Wire. He, he matched his entire career production in two weeks. Played 30 games for the Lions before the last two weeks and didn't do anything close to what he'd done. It, it's, it's unbelievable how well Aaron Glenn has figured out how to use him. If he deserves some credit on his own, this is a guy who once missed three games with a finger that wasn't broken. He's gotten a lot tougher. He's learned how to play not at 100%, and that's important. That's something that a lot of players don't get. You know, you, you get your guys that, you know, why, well, God, why isn't he as good as he was in college? Well, you know, NFL's a little bit more physical, and it took it took Iffy some time to, to come to that realization, but he's got it now, and it's, it's great that they found a use for him. I'm, I'm curious where he fits because the other role that CJ plays – is the Brian Branch rule. Branch is doing phenomenal at that. None of those guys are outside corners. They've all played it before, but you don't want to see them playing in the NFL. And that's like right now, far and away, the number one need on this team is an outside cornerback. I know there's a lot of people that think it's pass rush. You can scheme pass rush. You can't scheme covering people. You just can't. The one thing that I've noticed, and I was in attendance, the Broncos win, or the Lions win over the Broncos on that Saturday night in Detroit, and watching the Minnesota game, especially early, that I think Aaron Glenn, Campbell, the defensive staff, went back and watched those early games this year and said, why did we win at Kansas City? Why did we win at Tampa? Why did we win at Green Bay? What was it? What were we doing? And the one thing that was missing was consistent pressure sending branch, sending DBs. Not allowing quarterbacks to get comfortable, whether it was Mahomes, whether it was Jordan Love uh, at the time, I think Baker, right? Yep. Don't let them get comfortable. Don't let them. Don't let them set up and pick you apart because you don't have those corners. You don't have the depth in the secondary, and that's what I've seen the last two weeks. And that's why when I'm watching, and, and I know it's a catch twenty-two. You got the lead. You don't want to blitz all the time because what if he picks it up? 
I'm going to take a chance that Mullins isn't going to beat me deep, which he didn't in the end, and he threw another pick. But when you send guys with speed, when you because the, the one thing that's changed the offense has been the speed of Gibbs and now JMO in the hands of Laporta. And I believe the Lions, when I look when they're at their best, Jeff, it's when they are sending pressure. And that could be Anzalone. Even I noticed Rodriguez with his speed yeah. getting a few more snaps. You know, Campbell still worries me on pass coverage. It really does. Oh, my God. He, I, he, I never hardly see him cover anybody. But that secondary, letting them loose on quarterbacks, to me, is their ticket. They can't stop doing it because they don't have the personnel to play straight up D in the secondary. You're exactly right. And I, I do think they figured that out because they, when they were bad – they got away from that. We're only rushing four. We're we're playing you know three linebackers all the time, and and you're you're that's asking a lot of those guys if they don't have pressure. Well, you're you, asking a lot of guys who are who would be backups on most NFL squads if they were even on the roster. But I'll right. go most backups. Even Jacobs yeah. will get toasted in a lot oh, of yeah. single coverage. He does, and that and some of that's you know he just doesn't have that. That natural feel for a re- his problem is he doesn't locate the ball. He doesn't understand when the ball's in the air. I've actually told him that personally, uh, and he's like, "Yeah, no, I'm working on it." Uh, he's a great working guy. on it. You're in the yeah. NFL. I, I, yeah, no, it's 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 catch twenty two. But like, like the the one touchdown that they got to uh, to KJ Osborne on that. That's a case where the Lions are begging, really, because they double covered Justin Jefferson. They kept a linebacker in to get the, the the running back coming out of the backfield on it. They gave Mullins. Like, if, if you can hit K.J. Osborne 50 yards down the field, do it. And he did. Like, that, that's the trade-offs that you have well, to have. On, on the touchdown, with, uh, if I remember with Osborne, was that Dorsey who let him that go? That was Dorsey, yeah. Yeah, Dor- Dorsey's horrible. He's good on special teams. <laughs> he's he's, he's not, horrible in the second. That, he's and Unfortunately, though, he's the best guy that they got right now. But he's good on special teams. He is. He's very good on special teams. Okay, uh, and, but uh, he... The, the coverability, which it's is... It's not there. I would I would have liked to have seen more of Kendall Vildor, and there's a sense I, like I never Vildor. thought I would have said. <laughs> I like Vildor. His contribution has been noticeable the last two games, he's, which have been wins. He's a phenomenal open field tackler. And he's quick. Yes, he is. Uh, he's another guy that doesn't necessarily have a lot of long speed and Vildor coverage. Vildor sounds like some, you know, Star Wars... <laughs> Are you taking on Vildor? Yes, I am. We will conquer Vildor. Yeah. He, he stuck out like we're at the... Broncos game with my brother and Joe Badro, Russ, and Tag, and we're like, Who, who's who's Vildor? Yeah, and he, he's an impact player. I like him. He's doing all right, and, and I uh, agree with your open field tackling. Yeah, he's very good there. Uh, that, that was that was one of the reasons why the Bears liked him when they had him. You know, like he couldn't cover much there, but you know you got to find what your guys does. Do he well. talk to people with like the opening line, "I am Vildor." I like that. I do. I would. That's so good right now. Lions, NFC North champs. I know we're. I'm, oh, I'm not man. nitpicking or looking back because they won the game and they won the NFC North. To me, it's and we're going to get this gauge Saturday night in Dallas. Are are they playoff ready? Because the way the playoff tree is setting up, you know, we're not going to luck out more than likely and get Minnesota or Green Bay. You're you're going to get a quality team as a wild card of Seattle, a Rams. We're talking yeah. experienced playoff teams, and we know the track record. The Lions have with the Seahawks. Are they ready to ramp it up and go next level? And I think Saturday night against the Cowboys will give us a strong indicator 
if they are. I agree with that. And some of that is the fact that Dallas is playing to win that game because they're still alive in the NFC East tight race. They're behind Philadelphia right now. They got to win that game. But if if the Cowboys do win that game, they're in, in very good shape to catch that division because the Eagles, the Eagles don't scare anybody right now. That That's not a good football team right now. They're not as good right now as Minnesota or Green Bay is. The, just over the last month, they're they're not playing good football. So, you know, that the Cowboys sense that opportunity. They're, you know they're going to come hard and treat it like a playoff game. And I want to see how the Lions respond to that. You said it earlier. Dallas at home is a very different team. They're they're one of the best teams in the league when they're playing in Jerry World. I think they're the best home team. Uh, they, they certainly they Niners certainly were until we watched what Baltimore did and Lamar. See the Niners. The Niners have vulnerabilities, and I thought I thought Baltimore did a very good job of exploiting those. I also actually think that the Lions are set up fairly well to exploit what San Francisco does. I'm more worried. I, I honestly, I would be more worried about <laughs> Seattle. I don't want to play Seattle. The Rams and the Stafford thing. The, the Rams can do it, but uh, Stafford doesn't run as Stafford much. Stafford can't come to Detroit and end their season. I hope not. Oh, God. I, the first I, playoff game ever in Ford Field and Stafford get a win. I That that gets me yeah. close to moving the, to the, another country. The teams that throw the ball down the field very well with a quarterback who can also move are real problems. For but, the and by the way, uh, let's go down the current wildcard teams in the NFC off of what you just said, Riz. Yeah. Seahawks, Rams, and Cowboys. Yeah, yeah. Hello. Yeah, and we'll see. We'll see how they handle the Dallas. Late, this the week. latest with with everything happening. The latest NFC playoff picture: Rams coming to Detroit. Yeah. Mm. Now, if the Lions win out, they'll be the two seed at worst, and that would put them. Then they're playing. New Orleans or Green Bay. Uh, actually, the winner of the Green Bay Minnesota game this weekend is in decent shape to get that. So there, there's still a lot going on at the bottom of that. Like, yeah, but Seattle scoring that TD late to beat Tennessee. I was like, come on, Tennessee, hold that would, on. That would have been nice. Like, I, I don't want to play the Seahawks. The Seahawks, for whatever reason, it feels like they just have the Lions number. I don't. I'm not sure that they're better than some of the other teams, but the way they match up, just it's not good. Uh, but you know that that's one of the reasons why this Dallas game is going to be fascinating because we're seeing the Lions now that they've accomplished something. Now go win a game that you're not expected to win because you're going to have to do that at some point in this postseason. Uh, probably not the first round, but maybe the second round, maybe maybe the championship game if you make it that far. You've got to prove that you can beat another good team on without the the home field advantage. You know, unfavorable conditions. There's. Look, Dallas this weekend is honoring Jimmy Johnson. They're they're putting him up in their whatever their ring, ring of honor ring, is. Ring of honor, yeah, yeah. they call it ring of honor. Uh, that's 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 emotion right there, you know. But but then again, that's finally healing the bridge with Jerry. That that uh, I will Jones. tell you that is the dominant topic of conversation in the Dallas Fort Worth area this week because that's been a very sore subject down there for a long time. Oh, a long time. A long time and how it, they've treated It was Jerry. egos, and it was like Jerry wanted to be the guy. And even I think Jerry stepped back. He did. You know, Stephen Jones, who I know the son, is kind of the front man. Jerry's there is, you know, riding along. But, you know, you're, we're talking about Dallas, but I'm looking at that NFC playoff picture. Seattle has a has a nice road where they could actually bump up to – you know, you're you're the Lions. You would like that two seed, but I, I'm looking here, and I have a tough time. I, I really do. With uh, obviously the Cowboys or Eagles have that one wild card locked up. 
And the Rams and Seahawks have schedules. Now the Rams have the Niners. You know, they're sitting there. You get Minnesota. You brought that up earlier. Do you root for the Rams? Because if they win that game, they're probably coming to Detroit. Well, then, and, then, and then there's the interesting <laughs> thing that the Lions lose. Okay, l- listen to this. Uh, if the Lions lose Saturday night to the Cowboys, right? And, and they could. Then you get Minnesota in a game that could help Minnesota get in to be the team that actually could end up playing you. You could be playing Minnesota three times in four weeks. Think about that. So you need you need <laughs> Minnesota to beat Green Bay, and then you're the Lions. Do you? I, there's a there's, there's some, so many different ways that it can go right now. Uh, well, you know, got the Buccaneers look like they're going to win the South, right? They do, but they play so that that division. There's three teams right now that are in the fight for that. Atlanta, New Orleans, and Tampa Bay, and they all play one another at one point in the last two weeks. So that's. The loser out of that might not get in, but if they do get in, that's the team you want to play because the Lions had very little trouble with any of the teams in that division this year. They swept that division. In fact, they also swept the AFC South, so you know they or the AFC West. They're the champion of three divisions this year. How about if the Bears had the win over the Lions that they gave away, they'd still be in the playoff hunt? Is, is that crazy? They're feeling that in Chicago right now. I wonder too. if Eberflus is going to keep his job. And we talked a little bit about that off the air. Because the evacuation plan was set a month in, right, on the season. You know, and they're going to get the number one overall pick from Carolina. Has to be Marvin Harrison Jr. Uh, Yeah, but do you keep Justin Fields or does a new coach, if he comes in, does a new GM, if he comes in, do they want to keep him? Do they want to trade him? There's going to be a trade market. We saw it earlier. These guys are five and four in their last nine. How do you get rid of Eberflus? Like like Russell Wilson's bench now in Denver? Are they going to try to trade him? Could they trade him for Justin Fields? Like, who knows? There's going to be so much. It's nice for the Lions to be above all that. We talked about it on the Detroit Lions podcast this week. Like, we're not talking draft at all. Like, that's, you know, as you know, Bill, I'm a massive NFL draft guy. That's my passion. I run draft wire for USA Today. I don't have anything to do with it on, on the Lions side. And it's, it's refreshing. It's fun. Who are we going to take at number 30 overall? Like, I don't know. It's going to neat. You're not even I talking like free agency, which obviously you probably look for a right edge rusher opposite whatever side you have Hutch on. And you'll look for a shutdown corner. Yep. And you got to, you got to, you got to replace if you're gonna your guards money, too. Yeah, yeah. You're in, in some backup offensive linemen. Yeah. You, even though Glasgow had a great game. Yeah. So keep in mind though, this yeah. year uh, when you're doing your draft needs, Graham Glasgow, Jonah Jackson, and Halapula Vadi Vitae are all free agents at the end of the year, and at least one of them, probably two of them, won't be back. So you're you got to you get into that money cycle situation on because you're going to have to pay golf, which we'll get to in our next segment. Yeah, I think he takes them to a playoff win, plays well. He'll get that mega extension. We'll talk about that and more. Jeff Risden from Lions Wire, Draft Wire. Follow them on Facebook, Twitter. Also one of the co-hosts on the Detroit Lions podcast he just mentioned that you can hear weekly on YouTube. Just search uh, Detroit Lions podcast. If you have a Lions question or comment, you can join us on the Mercantile Bank listener line at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. A reminder for those listening on the game, 7.30 a.m. in Lansing. I'll be with my good friends Lanny, Jerry, Randy, Vic, all the Prestons. Joey at Preston's Bar, downtown Grand Ledge, Saturday night. I've been telling them for years, 
We're going to do a watch party, and I'll show up. So if you're from Grand Ledge, Lansing area, join me Saturday night. I think it's a little after 8 is the kick. Lions at the Cowboys, and I'll be at Preston's Bar in downtown Grand Ledge. And wherever you're watching the Lions, make sure you celebrate or tailgate or at your house party, load up on Honolulu Blue from Coppercraft Distillery. Blue Raspberry Lemonade Vodka in that Honolulu Blue and Silver can available at Meyer stores. Look for it in the center aisle, your local spirit stores, and more. Honolulu Blue from Coppercraft Distillery. To the callers online, stick around. Michigan will hear you next. From St. Joseph to Midland, this show is huge. Merck Perks from Mercantile Bank is here. Merck Perks Checking has all you need to plan your busy lifestyle. Travel services for hotels, airfare and cruises, cash back rewards, and even savings on prescriptions, eyewear, and dental work. Merck Perks also includes all the traditional benefits you love, like online and mobile banking, and fee-free access to almost 40,000 MoneyPass ATMs. So when you're ready for Perks, Merck is here. Learn more at MyMerckPerks.com, member FDIC. Bill Simonson here for my good friend Josh Garvey. Now, he is a managing shareholder at Bean Garter, soon to be Dorn Mayhew at the end of the year. And with the merger, there is growth and a chance for you to fill an executive or other high-level finance-related roles, either at Bean Garter here in downtown Grand Rapids or over at the Dorn Mayhew World Headquarters in Troy or at any of their offices across the country and around the world. They have a national specialized talent pool with ideal candidates for long-term placement, ongoing support for post-placement success. So if you're looking for that next chapter in your professional career, talk to Josh Garvey and the team at Bean Garter. Easiest way, you can call Bean Garter, ask for Josh Garvey, or go to their website, B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-R.com, or look for Bean Garter, soon to be Dorn Mayhew, on Facebook and on Twitter. Welcome to the Drew World Order. Drew Hill, Friday, January 26th at Soaring Eagle Casino. There's a party on this hill. The same show, the soulful bad boy of R&B. Genuine. Ride the pony for a two-step and good time. Tickets start at $45 and are on sale now at the box office or online at etix.com. Genuine. Drew Hill. Friday, January 26th at Soaring Evil Casino. Huge here for all the Mr. Car Wash locations across Michigan. You're going to want to look into that unlimited monthly pass that I use. Superfly Hayes, my producer, uses it. I can get my SUV washed as often as I like for one low price. You can sign up today. Just go to MrCarWash.com or stop by your local Mr. Car Wash location here in Michigan for the one close to you. And to get that unlimited pass, go to MrCarWash.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back on The Huge Show across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. Jeff Risden from Lions Wire, Draft Wire. You can follow both on Facebook and Twitter, also a co-host on the Detroit Lions podcast. You can hear weekly on YouTube. Just search Detroit Lions podcast. Joining us 
in studio talking about your NFC North champions first division title in 30 years for the Lions. And Barry Sanders, Jeff, had a great tweet. Give Sheila Hamp a lot of credit uh, for stepping back, the hiring of Holmes, Holmes to Campbell, uh, the trade that rocked the Motor City in the state of Michigan with Stafford going to L.A., golf coming here, the heat golf took, uh, the start they had under Campbell, then the start they had in year two under Campbell, and then this year the great start, and then the middle created angst, not quite the same old Lions angst, but close to it, yet they fought through it. And as Dan Campbell said in the postgame in the locker room in Minneapolis, he wanted to salute and bring up the guys who had been there through the bad times and who are now part of the good times led by Decker. That was that was such a culture moment for what Dan Campbell has done with the Lions organization. Oh, 100%. And it was very, very smart to do that, getting Decker up there. You know, I caught the uh, the postgame interview that my colleague at ESPN, Eric Woodyard, did with Decker on the field after the game. And, and Decker's, like, crying while he's doing the, the interview. You know, just overwhelmed with the emotions. And he, he's been here since 2016. He's seen some things. He's been through some things. And the... To reward that, to and and to, to have him go up and and Jalen Reeves, Maben, and Graham Glasgow, two guys who were here back then and left and came back. Uh, Tracy Walker, who's been here since I think it's 2017, like they did. I loved the fact that they recognized that yes, these are the guys. There's not many who predate Campbell. They're they're the very few. Ragnow, another one. That's that's recognition that I think. It reflects on Dan as a former player, and not just a former player, but a former Lion. He understands what it's like to be in this city as a player. And I think his recognition of that to the players meant something, and he recognized that, and I think that's very important. I think the fact that they have so many former players on the coaching staff is a very good benefit, specifically for reasons like that, because the, the players will understand that. You know, I didn't play. I have a great appreciation for what they're doing, but I don't, I don't know that that feeling you know and they do and i think they celebrate that i think that's something that's going to be attractive when players are looking for where they're going to come you know as a free agent do i want to be part of that or do i want to be a part of a place where you know like i'm a i'm a face to a guy that hasn't played since he was in you know middle school that's not that's not a difficult choice for me if i'm a player and that's why the relatability if that's a word of Dan Campbell connected not only to his team but to the Lions fan base is that those Lions fans are the Deckers, and even it goes deeper 30 years. Oh, yeah. There's less than 10 guys on the roster. I saw the graphic on Fox on Sunday, Minneapolis. Less than 10 guys that were even born yeah. on the Lions roster that the Lions fans have been through so much that they can feed off of what Dan is saying when he invites up the players who have been through the bad times because these Lions fans, it was emotional for me. It absolutely was for me too. When it was over and the Lions won, I thought that game kind of typified my life as a Lions fan. Where, oh my God, this is awesome. They're going to blow it. They're going to beat up texting friends. They're going to blow it. Oh my God, they're going to blow it. You know what? I'm telling you right now, golf isn't a big game quarterback. Oh, hold on. Wait a minute. Oh, what? Oh, uh, interception. And you're going... (laughs) 
You're going crazy. And it's not jumping off. The one thing I, I caution Dan that he's got to watch where don't listen to the noise. It's us against them. You, got, you don't want to circle the wagons. That doesn't do well in coaching. And, you know, the fans are, are, are you're buying public. Right. Just like Dan yeah. said, he didn't want to get into the, you know, increase in the cost of season tickets. But that, that, that by the way, is your ridiculous question for a press conference. It that, is. That's that was no, that was poor. No, you, you like, you, you know, the answer going into that. Dan's the, market, not if the marketing persons in the room are standing there right. and, or, or Sheila Hamp. Yeah. If the owner's there, you can ask questions. Sheila. Good question for her. Not a good question for a head coach preparing or for a even the GM game. who have nothing to do with right. ticket sales or. Yeah. Or marketing, but I, I just, you know, to me, they they got the job done. Now they the did. question is, where I, I still don't know this, and you see eleven and four, you see the NFL power polls, you see the possibility still of a one seed if they would win out, and the Niners lose one. I, I still don't know if the Lions are, are are they there yet? What's missing, right? Uh, what you know? We talk yeah. about a shutdown corner, if not two. Uh, another edge rusher. Is this a season base that you had the schedule that fit that allowed you to get here? Right. You and, had three rookies, at least three splash offensively: Laporta, Gibbs, and Jamo Lately, who's become almost it feels like the second option. He has been after uh, St. Brown, you're, you're or no, after Laporta. It's almost you know with the emergence of Jamo. You're not seeing the ten catches or twelve targets of St. Brown now. Yeah, he did. He did get him in the last game, but overall, yeah, he's not. So are they? Are they there yet? Because when we when we hear the possibility of a one seed, that means you, by record you're the best team in the NFC. We look at power polls. I mentioned pretty much top five or six in every one. Yep. Do you think the Lions are there on paper as one of the best teams in the NFL? I do. I will say I think they can beat anyone anywhere. Doesn't mean they will, but they can. How many times have you said that about the Lions in your life? Not very often. <laughs> not, not in a very long time. I thought the twenty, the first playoff team with Stafford and Sue, and that, I thought that team could win some games. It wound up. It didn't work that way. Kelvin, Sue, Stafford. Yeah, right? yeah. That, that, because that was a a very top heavy team. The bottom of that roster was atrocious. You know, you know what hurt them. If you think about this, if if Best never has to retire because of the concussions and the speed and the difference he was making on the field at the same time with Calvin, right? It set things up a lot, and you see that in right now with the dynamic with Jameer Gibbs coming in. With how he plays off of Amon Ra and and Jamo with his speed that they're learning how to use more vertically instead of horizontal or horizontally instead of vertically, which is what you know, Herman Moore was screaming at, like, "Hey, run this guy on some drags and some comeback!" Like, and they're doing it and they're figuring it out. I like that. This is a team again. I I wouldn't expect them to beat the 49ers, and I probably wouldn't expect them to beat the Cowboys. We'll see how they do this weekend, but uh, they can. And there are there are very clear paths to how they can win this game Saturday night and how they can carry that into the postseason and do it again if they have to. The, they have the ability. The, one of the things that that I liked, um, and a colleague of mine said it the other day, was we need to stop worrying about who we're going to be playing, and they need to be worried about playing us. And I think that's a very key mindset. And I do think, from talking to a couple of people that are in the building this week, the Lions are getting that. 
they're they're learning that yeah we are the hunted and we're okay with that because they didn't wear that hat very well early on that when they had their lull in the middle of the season when the when the you know Thanksgiving and going to Chicago they didn't they were the prey for the first time and they didn't do it very well. I think they've figured that out now. Um, I think the Denver game and the Minnesota game both showed that this team understands how to play as the favorite. And th- that, that that's a subtle difference, but it, it catches teams all the time, man. I, I remember the Marvin Lewis Bengals teams. They could never make that jump, even though they were better than the teams they were playing. Like They, they couldn't get that mindset. I see the Lions developing that mindset, and it's, it's kind of cool to see. I still have a moment to pause and think on how close they were to blowing that game. I know it's a road win, and a win is a win. You're 11 and four. There still is a side of me that, you know, at home, what they did to Denver just close them out. It's done. You could feel it. It's over, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. That's why this game against Dallas on Saturday night, there is not a must win situation. You're guaranteed the three seed, the home playoff game for the first time in Ford Field history. First playoff game at yeah. Ford Field. But are they, because I'm a Lions fan, which pessimism is part of being a Lions fan based on the last 30 years, are they really amongst the elite? And that's why Saturday night, with what the Cowboys have done to every opponent this year in Arlington, yeah, if the Lions go there and give them a game until the end, okay? Let's say it's 30-27 and Cowboys, their kicker... <laughs> Some really good kickers in the NFL this year. Uh, None for Detroit, unfortunately. Yeah, well, I'm not sure. The the money badger, I'm not quite sure it's all money there, but there's a lot of meaning to this game visually on how the Lions look that will tell me if they're there. Yeah, I agree with that. Because let's be honest, the NFC North, you lost Cousins. Packers have been up and down. You can see Love Young at times, right? Uh, The Bears... They're, They're not close there and strong. They're not there yet. So the, we knew the NFC North, they were going to win it. That, that was the expectation. And they took care of business, and that's important. But, yeah, you want to see them. They got to win that playoff game. You would like and, to see them go out and, and win or or make it a – like there's no shame in losing to Dallas in Dallas, especially when they're playing for their playoff life. I mean, they're they're in the playoffs, but they're playing to win a division. We know what kind of motivation that brings. But it would be you don't want to lose like thirty to twelve. You don't want to do something where oh my god we got exposed. And I don't think that's going to happen. I think it's going to be a close game. Uh, I believe the line on the game is six, six, yeah. six and a half. Uh, I based I, on how you look at it on the DraftKings sportsbook app. I, 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 I like I like the Lions with the six, but I'm not sure I would like them with three. You know what I mean? It's I think they're going to keep it very close. I think they're they're they are too good at what they do. To, to lose badly to Dallas as long as Jared Goff plays the way he has the last couple of weeks. Aaron Glenn coordinates the defense the way he has the last couple of weeks. That, that Again, this team can beat anyone anywhere and should expect to beat most teams most places. But Dallas, this is this is a this is a special one because they're they're really tough. And then then you set up the last week. If they lose this game, then they know they're the three seed. What do you do against Minnesota in week 18? Do you do you start Teddy Bridgewater in his last game 
playing against a team that drafted him and had such high hopes for him? Do you rest guys like Alex Anzalone and Frank Ragnow? And Hutch. And Hutch, yeah, because you can't afford to, to get that loss. Like that, that, those are, These are weird problems that you we've never play, had before. You can't Huge. play golf if there's nothing on the line in the finale. You can't play golf and let him get hurt. Especially if you're not playing Ragnow. And I can see them giving Ragnow a break. Maybe Decker gets a break. And you see what you've got in in your younger linemen to see if they're worth their salt. Um, Remember, this is a team, we talked about it earlier, that that all their guards are free agents. They also don't have a backup center. It's Graham Glasgow. If he leaves, you you got to figure out if this Michael Neese guy can play center. I, I don't know if he can or not. He's played one preseason game. He was a right tackle at Temple before that. Like they, they're going to learn a lot about their team in the last couple of weeks when they, and I really hope that they do play some of the guys. And and I don't, I don't want to rest golf. Like I think he should play because I want to keep him sharp. And, and I know this is a fairly unpopular opinion. I don't want the number one seed. I want to be the two seed. I don't want to buy. I want to keep playing. I want to, I want to roll with that momentum. I don't want to sit back and think and like. Oh crap! We got we got to think about all the players that we can like. Let's just go and keep playing. Stay in rhythm. Stay focused. Stay on it. That's why I want the two seed instead of the one seed. So I'm I'm fine if San Francisco keeps that one seed. More power to them. I don't worry about going to San Francisco and winning. Lions can win there. I don't know if they would, but they can. I I would much rather have that two seed because then then you have the possibilities of. You, know, you can maybe maybe Hendon Hooker gets a cup of coffee at the end of the game. He'll play his final couple drives. Maybe you you can you can rest David Montgomery and let Craig Reynolds run some. You see what you've got in one of your practice squad backs. Let Antoine Green, your rookie wide receiver, let's see what he can do. You know, maybe rest Amon Ra for a little bit. I want those things to happen, and that that's again that's what happens if you beat Dallas, but also if you lose. Like there's not a bad there's not a bad outcome for me for this game. Would I love to beat Dallas? Heck yeah. I, I think I, beating Dallas and... Because that does send a message. Right, and going into the final week where you have a shot at the one seed and home field advantage, because I know you don't want the one, but I would take the one based on the fact that they would have they would not have to go on the road. That would be nice. And Absolutely. Field. Yeah. Because I'm uh, the way I'm looking at this playoff tree, and based on remaining schedules, it really looks like the three wild cards will be... Uh, the who doesn't win the East Eagles or Cowboys Seahawks and Rams. So you're, we talked about the, the quarterbacks, the athletes, the, the deep throws for the Seahawks, Rams, Cowboys that you let them go fight it out in week one. And the lions get a bye week knowing that those two home games, you are two wins away from the Super Bowl. In and Vegas, it's been a very long time since. Can you we've been imagine able to if the that. Lions are in the Super Bowl in Vegas? It was uh, a chaos. As I, as not I, just not just the tickets. I'm talking every fan would migrate out there. It would be like Lions Lala Lapuza. Oh yeah, it would be just a week long fest. Like we were talking, Anthony Bellino from X's and Bros heard weekday mornings at six a.m. on the Michigan Sports Network. We were saying. Hey, uh, what if the Lion? Are, do we have a a Vegas contingency plan? And I'm like, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> yeah, for real. I have been cleared. Uh, I do have media credentials tentatively accepted from the NFL to go to the game. I don't. It'd be nice to have to use them. 
It'd be real yeah, nice. I'm, I'm trying to figure <laughs> out. I, I was thinking an RV and take the road trip where we stop and do the show on the way to Vegas, and then you got a place to stay. And then, again, Marty from the Michigan Sports Network between the Michigan-Ohio State game and opening day with the Tigers, I've spent two nights in that, not showering. and just, That sounds great. Oh, yeah, that was really <laughs> fun. <laughs> We got to get a driver. I'm not driving out there. I've seen RV with the late Robin Williams. I'm not a Chevy <laughs> Chase vacation. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not driving an RV through the mountains. You crazy? At, at this time of year, well, you got to go February? south. Yeah, south. You got to go the yeah. south route. You can't go through the. Yeah, you got to like drive down to Dallas and go straight yeah, go, down. Yeah, through yeah, Amarillo and yeah. like uh, um, take Route 10 out Albuquerque. Yeah, yeah. through uh, Flagstaff that's, and then you know uh, that 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 drive west from. From Dallas. Oh my God! There's nothing. It's there. nice. It, it gets it's nice nothing. Get to Arizona. Yeah, yeah. So oh. uh, welcome back to Travel Log with uh, Bill and uh, Jeff. Uh, Jeff from Lions Wire, Draft Wire, co-host on the Detroit Lions podcast. You can hear it weekly on YouTube. Uh, if you have a Lions comment or question, you can join us on the Mercantile Bank listener line at one eight six six eight three eight four eight four three. Add Huge Show on Twitter. The Huge Show on Facebook. Also. When you're watching the Lions, getting ready to tailgate, house party this weekend for the Cowboys game, grab some Honolulu Blue from Coppercraft Distillery, Blue Raspberry Lemonade Vodka. Fantastic drink. I think 10% uh, alcohol, the Honolulu Blue and Silver Can, available at Meyer stores, your local spirit stores in Michigan, also available at Ford Field. Look for the Coppercraft uh, Distillery and their locations throughout Ford Field. And speaking of the Lions on Saturday night against the Cowboys, I will be down with my affiliate the game 7.30 a.m. in Lansing at Preston's Bar, downtown Grand Ledge, for a huge Lions-Cowboys watch party. If you live in the Lansing area, if you live in Grand Ledge, join me, Lanny, Preston, Vic, Preston, Jerry Preston, Randy Preston, Joe Preston, my God. They used to be Prestoninis. Their family came from Italy, seriously, and they dropped the Prestonini to Preston because, you know, they were coming to America. And they opened up businesses in downtown Grand Ledge, and the family still has uh, Preston's Bar. Great hangout. One of those classic old-school belly-up-to-the-bar type locations. And I'll be there on Saturday night. So join me. Kick off a little after 8 p.m. Jeff Risden from the Lions Wire, Draft Wire. And the Detroit Lions podcast in studio. More on the Lions, Cowboys, the NFC North, the playoffs, and your questions that we'll answer coming up. Everything huge 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Ring in the new year and get game day deals with One Stop at Meyer. Shop extra large avocados for 99 cents each. Select Coca-Cola, Pepsi, 7-Up, or Dr. Pepper products. Buy two, get one free. Plus deposit where applicable. And select Lay's party size chips or poppables, two for $6. Plus, pay the same low Meyer prices no matter how you shop, in-store or online. Cheer on your favorite team and celebrate the new year when you shop quality and One Stop at Meyer. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Huge here for Urban U. They are Michigan's favorite med spa locations throughout West Michigan and also on the east side of the state in Northville. And this is for any guy listening right now or lady. If you want the perfect holiday gift for somebody you care about, you need to think about the holiday specials happening at theurbanu.com. 
That's theurbanu.com. And for the holidays, Urban U is offering holiday tiers. Until December 30th through the end of the year, purchasing a holiday tier is the perfect way to treat yourself or that person in your life that you care about or your family. And you get your holiday gift shopping done quick at theurbanu.com. And what are holiday tiers? Holiday tiers are the best way to get rewarded big time for investing in your health, wellness, and beauty services. Simple and easy. If you want to take care of everything for the holidays, go to theurbanu.com. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. It's the Snowfall Lucky Draw, every Saturday in December. Select the lucky ornament from the holiday tree for the chance to take home your share of over $400,000 in prizes. It's the Snowfall Lucky Draw, every Saturday in December, only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort, your getaway, reimagined. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Van Andel Institute Purple Community is a grassroots fundraising network powered by the dedicated volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve human health now and in the future. When you raise funds through the Van Andel Institute Purple Community, 100% of the proceeds go directly to the Institute's research into diseases like cancer and Parkinson's, as well as VAI's science education programs. Learn how you can get involved at purplecommunity.org. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back on The Huge Show across Michigan, part of the Michigan Sports Network. For the station close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. 19 affiliates, and thank you to the game. AM 730 in Lansing, we are back live Monday through Friday 3 until 6 p.m. We have a pretty cool contest going on right now with Drew and the crew from Impact Power Sports. They're on 14 Mile in Rockford here on the west side of the state, Michigan's newest go-to Yamaha golf cart dealer. And we are giving away Lomas Brown's golf cart. It's tricked out with everything on it. Uh, You can see it. Just go add Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook. But if you want to enter to win it, in the drawing next summer during our huge golf event at the Tullymore Golf Resort in Canadian Lakes, Michigan. Just text IMPACT to 21000 and you'll be in the drawing. Text IMPACT to 21000. And if you're looking for a custom golf cart, Drew and the Crow can handle anything you want. Your new cart for the golf club, for the course, for your neighborhood, for your business. For the lake house, if you're interested in a custom golf cart, a custom Yamaha golf cart, uh, go see Drew and the crew at Impact Power Sports on 14 Mile in Rockford, Michigan's newest go-to Yamaha golf cart dealer. And 24-7, everything you need with this show is free and available when you need it at thehugeshow.net. Big. Bad. Huge. following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network.
Wednesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can follow everything about high school sports 24-7 at MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. Wednesdays on the Huge Show are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. What's up, Michigan? It is time for another hour on the only syndicated afternoon sports radio show. 19 radio stations strong for the one close to you on the Michigan Sports Network. Go to thehugeshow.net. There you can also listen to the free stream weekdays at 3. And on the iHeart app, search The Huge Show, and you can listen live or catch up on the podcast anywhere in the world. Where you get mobile service, just search The Huge Show. Inside this hour, more conversation with Jeff Risden from Lions Wire, Draft Wire, co-host on the Detroit Lions podcast. You can find weekly on YouTube. If you got a Lions comment or question, you can drop it on the Mercantile Bank listener line at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. We'll get to Jared Goff. What's his future in Detroit beyond this year? Risden will drop a huge opinion on that. More on the matchup with the Cowboys on Saturday night. And then you get to the playoffs. Current playoff tree uh, as we speak. Niners are the one seed. Seahawks the seven seed going to the Eagles. The two seed Rams and Stafford to the Lions. Wow. (laughs) That's amazing. Cowboys at the Buccaneers. What about Baker Mayfield, Rizzi? In Tampa, they, they decided to open up their passing game and not put it in the hands of their defense. Funny how that works sometimes. When you trust your your quarterback that's been good but not great, it's similar to Stafford. I, w- I would, uh, I'm sorry, similar to Goff. I would say Goff is better than Baker Mayfield. I don't think most people would argue with that. But empowering a guy with a chip like that. You know, Jared Goff doesn't show it a lot. He's a prideful dude. He he knows that not everybody believes in him, and he's out there to prove them. And, and from covering Baker when he was in Cleveland, I he's at his best when people doubt him. And I wouldn't say that Goff is that, but he Goff definitely feels the disrespect and wants to go out there and, and shove that in your face. And he does it he does it in a different way, but he does do it. And uh, there's something to that not not getting complacent and not letting a guy who who thrives on emotional adversity and to give that to him and let him do that. That's smart coaching job by Todd Bowles down there in in Tampa. That, that team should win the NFC South, but if they don't, that's a team, man, if they, if they don't, if they get that last wild card spot and it's certainly possible that they could, that's a team you really want to play because they don't match up well with Detroit at all. Uh, How, how it plays out, you know, you got to root. So if you want the number one seed, the 49ers have to lose one game. I don't think they're losing to the Giants. They could lose to the Rams. <laughs> we'll see. Like, so that game, if the Rams were to win, that would almost assuredly mean that they're coming to Detroit or, or you know, being the sixth seed, maybe they wouldn't be because then the Lions would be the one. They, there's, there's sort of that sort of, you know, do you want to play Stafford in Ford Field? No, in that first playoff I, game? I, you I, don't. Because I, I think this, I, I think you get Stafford and McVay, I don't know if this is the final run. A lot of people thought both were going to be gone before yeah, this true. season started. And Stafford, the mixed emotions, and 
you know, golf, this pressure. Again, I, I look at golf. When he doesn't have a solid, clean pocket, he seems to be a different quarterback. When he looks like he's forcing it, he's a different quarterback. I'm just thinking about that hype and buildup for that entire week, knowing Stafford is coming back to Detroit and you're golf. I, I don't think, I know he relishes the challenge, but I don't think that's a good situation for golf or the Lions. I don't. I buy that. Uh, I, I and, and Rams are coming in with nothing to lose. And they've been playing good football lately. And they have a deep passing game. And we talked about it earlier. The Lions don't stop over the top well. The reason that they beat the, we talked about the, the Buccaneers, the reason that they beat them is because Baker Mayfield can't make those throws. One of the reasons that they beat the Packers, Jordan Love can't make those throws. I think we can say that Matthew Stafford can't make those throws. I think we've all seen him make those throws a lot to Puka Nakua, to, to Cooper Cup. They're, uh, they're dangerous. Yeah, and, and Donald is still dangerous. They still have a savvy playoff experience, coaches and players. I just give me, give me the Seahawks because I'm looking at the schedules in the NFC, and it really looks like the Rams and Seahawks are – Rams do have that Niners game. If it's not them, then you're getting into that mix of, you know, uh, Minnesota yeah. still, yeah. right? So Minnesota and Green Bay play this weekend. The winner of that will still be very alive. The loser's done. Well, the the winner, if it's Minnesota, is very alive Yeah, based on if – the Rams get beat by the Niners. Right. 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 Yeah. They're, they're, then the Rams beating the Niners and the Lions winning out, if they could win Saturday night in Dallas, creates then, a Minnesota game for <laughs> Oh, the Lions are the number one seed. And then you're then you're waiting to see who which is mm. the lowest seed team that wins. It could still be the Rams for that matter. The Rams could go in and beat uh mm. they could beat they could be Dallas or Philly. This or playoff it is. talk it's, it's, is surreal. Isn't it awesome? It, it's awesome, but it's surreal. <laughs> Even Superfly is getting nervous over here talking about it. I do not want Matt Stafford in that opening game. I, I could Give me Stafford in the second playoff game when the Lions got the, the emotion of the first playoff game at Ford Field done with. I do not want Stafford in the first playoff game. I respect that. I do. I just don't. I do. Matter of fact, if I looked at the playoff tree as it sits today, as we're talking with Jeff Risden for the Lions Wire, Draft Wire, follow them on Facebook and Twitter. And the playoff tree features in order by seeds Niners, Eagles, Lions, Buccaneers, Cowboys, Rams, Seahawks. If I had to choose who I didn't want at home as my first playoff game, eventually you got to get through a couple of the good ones. It would be the it would be the Rams because they're not going to be any lower than three. So really, it comes down to this: Rams, Seahawks, Packers, Vikings, Falcons. Right? That, yeah. That group there with the Seahawks and the Rams controlling their own destiny by winning out. Right. Correct. That's correct. Yeah. So if they both win out, they're I'll both in. The, yeah, but the Seahawks against Detroit, and here's why I think the problem: they stretch the field. What you're talking about. And then they have running backs win healthy if you have Walker and Charbonnet. But they've been fighting through injuries. But they have deep receivers. Rams have that. Cowboys have that. The Cowboys do have that. Mm. We're going to see that this week. This We're going to see a, how they can that, challenge That is it. not a good wild card threesome for the Lions currently in the NFC. 
I'm very curious as to how the the Lions handle the the passing attack this week. One thing that the Cowboys don't have this year that they've had for a long time, their offensive line isn't what it used to be. And Aiden Hutchinson has a very nice matchup this week against Terrence Steele, who's not playing really good football right now. They don't have the run game that you've expected to come out of Dallas. They can still run the ball. They're not bad, but they don't have that dominance that they used to have. You know, you can... Tony Pollard doesn't really scare people that much anymore, especially if he was on your fantasy team. You probably know that. But they're throwing to C.D. Lamb, and like they, they've got tight ends. C.D. Lamb is almost unguardable if Prescott has time. He's so he's so quick in the open field and has such an innate feel for where to go. Uh, he's sort of like a faster Amon Ross St. Brown. He doesn't have the production for that, but some of that is the fact that Dallas. I think he can stretch around. it deeper a little bit more than St. Brown yeah. can. St. Brown is there's no better receiver in the league between like eight and fifteen yards than Amon Ross St. Brown. Get him out of that comfort range though, and there's other people that, that do things better. And that that's that's one of the things that Dallas stresses. The downfield coverage, being able to to you know get some pressure. Because I will say this, um, we remember back when Matthew Stafford was still in Detroit, especially before like the last three or four years, but like the first five or six years he was here. And there were a lot of fans that just didn't get it. They weren't on Stafford for whatever reason. And and I don't begrudge those people because he didn't, in fact, win a playoff game. But I always said back then that no good player on a team is more hated by more of the fan base than Matthew Stafford. And I have been stood corrected by a couple of Dallas friends that I know that correctly say that Dak Prescott is more hated by more people in the Dallas fan base than any good player in any sport. It's weird that they just don't embrace him because he's he's a good quarterback. He's in the MVP conversation this year, and there are people that think that he's the problem. I don't get it, but some of that is the fact that he doesn't handle that pressure in the big game all that well. And this is this is a big game. This is a chance for, oh, again, Ify Malifanu, reigning NFC Defensive Player of the Week, if he can start getting the blitzes like he's been doing. If you get John Kaminsky going up front, and he's played pretty well the last and, couple of weeks. And let Kaminsky not fall on the football and try and pick it up. Oh, my right God. Could you I, imagine if that would have I think I scared, my, I scared one of the lives out of my cats on oh, that screaming, dude. fall on the ball! Yeah, probably a, oh a, my God. maybe another word mixed in there for little kitty. There, there might have been, yeah, maybe. What, 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 and luckily <laughs> the kitty's not a parakeet. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, That was stressful. And then they got the, the conversion on the next play. Uh, by the way, that was... Was that the third and 19? Third, third and 27. Oh, yeah. What, I had the third Throwing round. it up to, to Justin Jefferson, and he catches it. Uh, Again, very good coverage by the Lions. They made the correct call on the I blitz. Really they thought, blitzed him. They got they got uh, everything they wanted. A dude just made a play. I thought, Sometimes I, that I thought Jefferson was going to burn them in the end. And it was kind of a, too. A, a duck. He I, did, too, by the way. <laughs> I, yeah, there was a duck that... You know, uh, the ball was in a tight spiral. I don't know if he was hit, Mullins, but it, they won. They're 11-4. and four. We're talking about the Cowboys game on Saturday night. Uh, I have Jeff Risden, Lions Wire, Draft Wire. Follow them on Facebook, Twitter, at Jeff, R-I-S-D-O-N on Twitter. Detroit Lions podcast on YouTube. Uh, just search for that uh, weekly. Uh, we've talked a lot about golf today. Yeah. Uh, his contract. I assume it's an off-season conversation. I don't know if they would drop it right before the playoffs to motivate them. I don't know. I, I, what, what do you think? Uh, when you look at the Lions short-term, which would be next year, right? 
and you look long term, which we would go with a hypothetical four year extension at fifty million a year. Do you think golf and the Lions are going down that path? I don't think it's going to be that long. Uh, first off, I don't think he, and I, I know this from Jared Goff, and I know people that know him well. He truly doesn't care during the season. Like he, that's what he's got an agent for. Uh, if you ask Jared Goff, he will correctly tell you, I've never talked to the Lions about a contract extension. His people have, but he hasn't. He doesn't care. Offseason will be a different time. He is under contract for next year. They do have the ability to do what Minnesota has done and let it play out, franchise tag him, and buy another year and see if for he whatever starts reason. to decline or something. Right, right, exactly. Or if he gets hurt or you know, if Ben Johnson goes away, which well, is very well, real went through it at the end with the uh, Redskins at the time, right. now the Commanders. Right. Does If Ben Johnson goes away, does that mean the golf isn't as effective? They kind of need to see that. I'm not sold that Ben Johnson the last month or ben so. Ben Johnson had a really, really bad end of game yeah, in, I, in I, Minnesota. That, that was an awful drive. I just, that I, was awful. There, there's something about Ben Johnson where I think he's overthinking yes. things. I think, and, and, and this is about a... Is that about a four-week, four-game run where he, he had a terrible game against Chicago? Yeah, just what are you? What, he looks like he's overthinking. I, I think the that's Lions probably true. Now he is going to get looks. Um, there's he's not ready to be a head coach, and neither is Aaron Glenn. And I don't care. I I what, I, what I do expect. Says. I actually expect Aaron Glenn to get a head coaching job this offseason. I think he's. Well, what are going to be open? You got the Chargers. We don't know if Harbaugh. Is going to be there. Raiders, uh, Pierce has done a good job to. I hope he gets that job. That. They're I hope, playing I for hope they learn that. Okay. I, I, I think Eberflus, uh, five and four in their last nine. Uh, we'll see the last two games yeah. if he's I mean, going to keep it. Washington, Washington's going to have some change. Pittsburgh could have a change. Uh, both New York teams well, could have a change. New England's going to have an opening, but then Belichick's on the market. Right, and and there's a lot of people in Washington seem to think that Bill Belichick's going there. I don't know about that. And by the way, uh, <laughs> Belichick, if you notice, uh, you know, Patriots are playing pretty good football. They uh, they got away for Mac Jones. For for what they have talent, that team is bereft of talent. That they've won a game as a credit to Bill Belichick. That team is, that's not a good football team. You look at their roster and they're like, I haven't done that one yet, but we did, we've we gone through a couple of teams, other teams where like, how many of those guys would start on the Lions? Wow. That, that tells and, you how things and, have changed, right? Yeah. No kidding that we're having that. And, and I, how many Patriots would start for the Lions? Remember the Patriot way with Quentin right. Patricia? I, maybe, maybe three. <laughs> like, they're not good. They're really not good. So you think Goff <laughs> will get the extension offseason? So Goff is looking at 45 to 50 million a year. So probably you think the Lions will do three years? I think so, but I, 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 I don't know that it's a done deal, and I don't know that it has to be a done deal. What well, keeps it from being a done deal? I, I think some of it is the ambiguity of do we still trust him long term? We, we does is Ben Johnson the secret sauce that makes him good? And if Ben Johnson leaves, what can you do with him? It also there's some things like if we pay Goff that much. We got to pay Panay Sewell. We got to pay Amon Ross St. Brown. We got to figure out our guards, whether it's Jonah Jackson and Graham Glasgow coming back or someone else. We've got to upgrade at cornerback. We're not in a position where we're getting a top 10 pick to necessarily get that guy. We might have to pay for it in the open market, whether it's Jalen Johnson or somebody else. The, the paying the quarterback that much takes away from the ability to pay other players that much. And that's a, that's a dynamic they have to sort out. I, I'm sure they've had those conversations. I'm not sure that they've come to a solution on that yet. 
if golf is asking for more than 50 million, they're probably not going to give it to him. If he's asking for 40, I think that's a reasonable number for him. That, that doesn't break your budget. I think you can do that. It depends on how much golf is wants, how long he's willing to structure it for. If it's a two year deal, that's a big, that's a much different animal than a four year deal. There's, there's a lot of dynamic. And again, they can, he is under contract next year. You can let him go another year, franchise tag him. Then he'll be 31, 32 years old. And you're looking at a different quarterback and a different negotiation at that point. At, at that time, you know, has, has the team, have they grown enough that they don't feel like they need him and, and that Hendon Hooker is ready or whatever? Like, we, no idea on that, but they're, they drafted Hendon for a reason. Um, he will be the number two next year. Uh, we'll, we'll see we'll see what happens. Again, golf, good golf is certainly good enough to, to win any playoff game that he's in. But we have seen the bad golf. It came out when we were just talking about Ben Johnson, dry spell against Chicago and Green Bay in that time. Golf wasn't good then either. He was okay, but he wasn't good. And that 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 worries you a little bit. Now, as as Brad Holmes has said, you can get worse at quarterback, and that's by making a change. And I think he's very apprehensive to do that. Golf is clearly his guy. I, I don't I, I I don't really know that they're gonna get that extension, like that is this pressing thing that they have to get done. Because again, they they do have other mouths to feed as well, and you know if you're if you do that extension, then you know it, it opens up the the possibility for other players to not be able to stay, and then you have to weigh the you know obviously you have to pay Panay Sewell, he's a future Hall of Famer. Okay, he's going to get. Would he take twenty million a year instead of twenty six million a year, which is going to be his market rate? Because those are those are the trade offs you have to make when you pay for the quarterback. That's one of the problems that Kansas City is going through right now. They're paying Mahomes all that money. They had to let their receivers go. They had to let a couple of defenders go. Look how it's going for them. That's not a good football team right now. They're 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 fuming into the postseason. Like the that's not how this Lions team is set up. And I think that they have an awareness of that. So I don't think they're going to overpay for him. But if Goff wants to do forty forty two million a year for three years. I think he'd give it to him, and I think he'd I think he'd take that. But uh, if he doesn't, they're not going to force it. I don't I don't I don't see them forcing that. I kind of see the parallels to the Kirk Cousins situation in Washington. Then when he went to Minnesota, that a franchise tag year motivates you to play good football. Right. So if you're the Lions and you still have Jared Goff under contract for next season. Well, then it's smart the year after that to do a franchise year and you get two more years out of Goff. The only thing that would change that would be if Goff took this team to a Super Bowl, the Ford family would reward him with a three, four-year deal. That's basically, God, I, would hope, I hope so. Right? That, 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 no, <laughs> yeah. if, if he took him to a Super Bowl. You can't let that leave. <laughs> or if he even won a couple of playoff games. Yeah. Get him to the Super Bowl. Yeah, or, or if he gets him to the NFC Championship and they win a couple of playoff games, you, you see what I call the thank you contract. Yeah, you, those absolutely happen. The thing, you brought up Kirk Cousins. Miguel Cabrera had yeah. one in Detroit. Yes, he did. Emmett Smith had one at the end with the Cowboys. He did. You get and thank then they, you. Then they sent him to, her, uh, to Arizona. Right. <laughs> Couldn't yeah. afford it anymore. Yeah, thank you. Can't afford you. But uh, thanks for the memories here in Dallas. Yeah. Enjoy the desert. Yeah, you, you brought up Cousins. Kirk Cousins has sort of revolutionized the quarterback market in that he likes the franchise tag because it's 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 one check guaranteed 
to be the the average of the top five salaries at your position. That's that's not a bad way to go. If you believe in yourself that you can get that year to year, the way Kirk Cousins has, that's. That's and it the, gives that, you that, options that, when it runs out, where like he could exactly. with Minnesota. To like cash right now, in, right? Minnesota they don't have deep obligation to him long term because they keep doing that. That so and now, now they, get, they can move on. He and comes back okay. from the Achilles, and he'll have a he'll have an open market, right? And he, he get he, one he, final he, deal. Probably he will have a market. He's what thirty three, I think. Yeah, so I, I think there's one more three year deal, I, right? I don't think that Goff would hate that life. I, I don't. I think I think he would be. Ex- Obviously, you want to be. You know, oh, they're they're believing me. They're giving me the long term deal. I don't think the modern NFL players see it that much as more the 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 days of the seven year one hundred and ninety million dollars like like the Albert Hainsworth deals back in the day where everybody wanted years. Now players want give me money up front guaranteed, and if I have to sign another contract in two years and get more signing bonus, give me that. Uh, that's that's sort of where the, the NFL has evolved to that, and that's I I, I kind of like that because it does give you more flexibility. If a player gets hurt or just doesn't have it anymore, you're not buried under it. And here's another thing you have with Hooker, who was activated. Who knows if he'll play at the end of the season, based on what that Minnesota finale at home means to the Lions. But when you look at golf under contract for one more year in that franchise tag idea, Rizzy, it makes sense. Because you'll know then if Hooker is growing into an NFL. Exactly. You'll starter. have a much better idea of what you've and, got there. And, and you know what golf has done uh, based on the finish here. You won the NFC North. Check the box. What did we say before the season? Win a playoff game. They got a home playoff game. You know, if he goes and gets beat by... Stafford, oh my God! I just Stafford can't and Rams can't come for that <laughs> first playoff game ever at Ford Field. It, it, it would be incredible drama. That's a goldmine for you. It's probably. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to look at that that week one setup. It's there's a Monday night playoff game, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. It's yeah. probably that Monday night game. That would be fun. Or it might be prime time. They could be. They could be the Sunday Sat- night game, or uh, yeah. I think it was a Saturday night game too. That whole weekend, they uh, they they will have fun with it. That would certainly I, be the marquee must watch. I, I want to line up and say, "Yeah, man, bring it on, bring Stafford." But then I'm like, if that dude, that if, if he, if I, the game's over, the, you know, Bill Simonson for Jeff Risden saying so long, final Rams thirty four, Lions thirty one, Rams move on in the NFC playoffs. I would barf. You know, there there is part of me, and this is just me thinking. This isn't me speaking as potential. I think that the Lions do want to see what Jared Goff does in the postseason because he's had some good postseason games. He's also had some really. Well, we're talking bad for ones. the contract and how long yeah. what they do see yeah. in the future. I agree. Is he is he the over the hunk guy because the Rams didn't think so, right? And they moved on on Stafford. So it's out, and and by the way, Holmes knows everybody inside the Rams and why what they saw in Goff and what they didn't see and what they see in Stafford, and they got a couple of breaks, but they got that Super Bowl ring with Matt in year one. I, I agree with you. I think the playoffs mean a lot. Uh, he he got the job done. There's the NFC North. Now, how does he look like a championship level QB? Because that's where the lines are going right now. That's that's the goal now. Like you've you've that's that's the next step. Win multiple playoff games in the same year. 
Goff can do it. He's done it before. He can certainly do it with this team. Let's see him do it before we reward it. But don't, you don't you don't want to do what the 49ers did with Jimmy Garoppolo and pay him for things that he hasn't done yet. That hurt them. Um, the Raiders did too. <laughs> that's that's their problem. That's why they're the Raiders. And I think the Chiefs, uh, looking at the fact that you put all that money into Mahomes, and you you have you know outside of Kelsey, maybe Rice as your best receiver, they're in trouble. And you see the frustration with Mahomes and Kelsey. Right. Actually, Kelsey threw his helmet when Mahomes said, "And I'd take Laney Wilson over Taylor Swift any day of the week at the top of my Apple playlist." That's why he threw his helmet. And Taylor <laughs> Swift showing up. Is Taylor Swift, how tall are you? I'm 6'4". I think Taylor Swift's taller than you. <laughs> I do. I, I, it's a curse with that team. She's something else, man. Um, it, that, it's, it's a tough time to be a Chiefs fan for coming off of the Super Bowl. <laughs> they're, they're in a rough spot right now. Uh, the, yeah. uh, but yeah, that happens in the NFL. It does. Where, where you pay guys. This is why it's good to see J-Mo, Gibbs, and Laporta, and, and Campbell, a linebacker, and you know Hutch is year two, and they're Rodrigo young, they're year young. two. They're young, so they their window is going to be a little bit longer. Definitely. You've most got all NFL those teams. guys on their rookie contracts for two, three more That's years. That's what I'm saying. So they got an extra a couple of years yeah. in the cap window. Uh, Jeff Risden. Lions Wire, Draft Wire, also a co-host on the Detroit Lions podcast. You can find weekly... On YouTube, at Jeff, R-I-S-D-O-N, on Twitter. My man, good stuff today. Thanks for having me in, man. It was we fun. We did a long segment again. Brett's over here doing his, you know, sign language. It's all good. It we is good. Fun. We're Lions-Cowboys Saturday night. Bring oh, it. Oh, and by the way, on the Michigan Sports Network, on Friday and also Tuesday, January 2nd, Rizzy will be filling in for Anthony Bellino, 6 a.m. until 9 a.m. on most of these Michigan Sports Network stations that carry the huge show. Uh, you can listen uh, to Rizzy uh, in the morning. Also, just search X's and Bros on the iHeart app and at michigansportsnetwork.com. So you'll be talking Lions, Cowboys, Michigan, Alabama on Friday morning. Uh, and then also on Tuesday, January 2nd. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. All Looking right, forward buddy. to it. All right. Yeah, you take care, my man, okay? All right, Jeff Risden. From the Lions Wire Draft Wire joining us in studio here on the huge show across Michigan. From Grand Rapids to Detroit, this show is huge. It's time to go in the huddle. One, two, three, top flight! It's a new day to celebrate and be free. It's a new day full of action and excitement because it's a new day for winning only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. It's a new day. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com. It's finally here. After almost a month, the Michigan Wolverines will take the field on New Year's Day to take on the Alabama Crimson Tide. It will be the Maize and Blues' 20th visit to Pasadena and the first since 2007 when they fell to USC 32-18. For the Tide, it's their seventh trip to the Rose Bowl, most recently in 2021 against Notre Dame, a 31-14 victory. It's the sixth all-time meeting between these two Blue Blood programs, with Bama leading the all-time series 3-2, coming off of that 2020 Citrus Bowl W against Michigan 35-16. Five of the six meetings have been in postseason bowl games besides that 2012 season opener in Arlington, Texas. It's a massive game for both programs and for two of college football's biggest names, Saban and Harbaugh. 
Huge here for Van Andel Institute Purple Community. Now, they're a grassroots fundraising network powered by the volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve health now and in the future. Learn more at purplecommunity.org. Mercantile Bank is committed to delivering financial solutions that empower businesses to achieve their goals. We take time to understand you and what makes your business unique. From commercial and business banking to treasury and HCM tools, our local team is here to help you take your business to the next level. So when you need a financial partner, Merck is here. To learn more, visit us online at MerckBank.com business. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Huge here for my friends from Coppercraft Distillery. Now they're a Michigan-based company, and they have a message for anybody 21 and up. You're going to want to get hooked up with this Honolulu Blue, a premium can cocktail. Vodka, blue raspberry lemonade. This special limited edition can cocktail is available at local stores, pubs, and restaurants. And when you're cheering on our favorite pro football team, TDs, tailgates, and more, Make sure you grab a Honolulu Blue from Coppercraft Distillery. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back on The Huge Show across Michigan. 19 radio stations strong. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. Also, if you miss any huge opinion... Interview, hour, or full show, our podcasts are free, and we are everywhere. Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Podbean, and more. Just search The Huge Show, where you download podcasts and catch up and listen on your schedule. I also have a message for any Michigan football fan across the state. Celebration Cinema has six different showtimes in theaters in Grand Rapids, I think Muskegon, Kalamazoo, Lansing, uh, that are showing the Michigan-Alabama game coming up on Monday. 5 o'clock is that kickoff, college football playoff semifinal. I will be at the Celebration Cinema North in Grand Rapids. So you can buy your tickets online at celebrationcinema.com. You can join me for that huge big screen watch party, kind of like the big house screen. Celebration Cinema North. That will be on Monday at 5 p.m. Get your tickets. They got the recliners. They got the adult beverages, great food, uh, everything. And it's happening at six different locations. For the one close to you, go to celebrationcinema.com. That's celebrationcinema.com and join the huge show. I don't think Brett's coming. He's a Michigan State fan. So he's, I'm not coming, man. Not going to watch that. I hope they lose. Roll Tide. So family, it's like a Spartan cult. Jeez. But again, I love Spartan fans. So go to celebrationcinema.com for the location showing Michigan, Alabama on the big screen recliners, the big sound. And you can join me at Celebration Cinema North on Monday at 5 p.m. Those tickets available at celebrationcinema.com. Somebody did. Drop a text on the huge text chain. Hey, what time does the game start? Five o'clock. How many more times can I say that? You can go to celebrationcinema.com. It says five o'clock. I don't need people annoying me. 
So if you want to join me at Celebration Cinema North in Grand Rapids, you want to have a good time, you can, the adult beverages, non-alcoholic beverages, the food, popcorn, candy, whatever you need. They got great food on the menu. There was Studio C at Celebration Cinema North and other locations. I think the six locations are Studio Park in downtown GR, Celebration Cinema North where I'm at, Celebration Cinema South, Kentwood slash Caledonia in the Grand Rapids area, Cinema Carousel in the Muskegon area for those of you listening on our flagship station, 96.1 The Game, and Celebration Portage down by Crossroads Mall. For the location where you want to get your tickets or if you want to join me at Celebration Cinema North, go to CelebrationCinema.com. That is CelebrationCinema.com. I'm also looking at this golf cart that you could win tricked out. Uh, Lomas Brown's golf cart. It's sweet. Alliance colors, logo, flags. I mean, you can get whatever... Uh, you want your own custom golf cart at Impact Power Sports on 14 Mile in Rockford. But if you want to win Lomas Brown's golf cart, one exactly like the one Lomas has from Drew and the crew at Impact Power Sports, text IMPACT to 21000. Just text IMPACT to 21000. You'll be in the drawing summer of 2024 during the huge golf event at the Tullymore Golf Resort in Canadian Lakes, Michigan. Just text IMPACT to 21000. No purchase is necessary, and you'll be in the drawing to win Lomas Rounds. Lions tricked out golf cart, courtesy of Drew and the crew at Impact Power Sports. They're on the west side of the state, Michigan's newest go-to Yamaha golf cart dealer. And if you're looking for a golf cart for the neighborhood, for the golf course, for your business, For the lake, maybe you want it custom-made, designed. They can do it all on-premise at Impact Power Sports on 14 Mile in Rockford. Follow them on Facebook. You'll see the connection there. Google it. Stop out, see Drew and the crew, and they will set you up. But if you want a shot at winning Lomas Brown's Lions Golf Cart, text IMPACT, I-M-P-A-C-T, to 21000. Everything huge, 24-7 at net. It's as easy as one, three, wait, that's not how it goes. It's one, two, three, like this. The Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police wants you to remember, always wear your seatbelt. Make it part of your routine. Just like that. Got it? Seatbelts save lives, and using them is as easy as one, two, three. Bill Simonson here for Roast Umber Coffee. It's a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And their nitro cold brew coffee is a convenient and healthy option with no sugar or additives. So if you want a great coffee or energy drink to power you through your morning and your day, it's available in ground or whole bean or in cans. More information on the website and direct delivery to your door at roastumber.com. 
Ring in the new year and get game day deals with One Stop at Meyer. Shove extra large avocados for 99 cents each. Select Coca-Cola, Pepsi, 7-Up, or Dr. Pepper products. Buy two, get one free. Plus deposit where applicable. And select Lay's party size chips or poppables, two for $6. Plus, pay the same low Meyer prices no matter how you shop, in-store or online. Cheer on your favorite team and celebrate the new year when you shop quality and One Stop at Meyer. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Huge here for my friends on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Now the holidays are here, so what would you like for the perfect gift? Maybe to score big on a same-game parlay or get 150 in bonus bets instantly for betting just 5 bucks on basketball, pick an NBA game, Pistons, or any other team, bet 5 bucks, you could score 150 instantly in bonus bets for using code HUGE when you sign up. This is for new customers, and also you can get in on the improved same-game parlay anywhere feature. Just go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, get more details there. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now if you want to get in on that 150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on basketball. That's code HUGE you need to use when you sign up. Simple and easy. Only on the DraftKings Sportsbook app and only when you use code HUGE to sign up. The crown is yours. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline at 800-270-7117. 21 plus, Michigan only. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash basketball terms. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. It's time for another edition of True and Blue on The Huge Show across Michigan. Each and every week we get together with the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police, and we talk about the incredible men and women who serve and protect each and every day in our state. And today I want to welcome in from the Norton Shores PD, Jacob Brace, who is a corporal. He is standing by on True and Blue. Welcome in, my friend. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. All right, tell me about what was your calling, your personal motivation to become a part of law enforcement. Well, it's been, uh, it's been an interest my whole life. Um, my dad was actually a police officer. Um, he worked for 28 years for the Ottawa County Sheriff's Department. So when I graduated high school and started thinking about what I wanted to do with my life, I looked up to him. Uh, his career was, you know, long and successful. So something that I became interested in definitely over the years. So I started going into that when I went to college and graduated and uh, went to the police academy, and then uh, started working as a police officer. Jacob uh, Brace is from the Northern Shores PD, joining us here on another edition of True and Blue, presented by the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police. I see that you're connected to the Northern Shores PD cadet program. How important is it to have that connection uh, to the teenagers, to younger men and women, to give them the true side of what it's like to be a police officer. It's, it's awesome. Actually, that was my first uh, 
real experience with law enforcement. I was a cadet myself um, right out of high school while I was going through college. Um, so I think it's a great opportunity. Um, young people who are interested in law enforcement are able to see kind of, you know, get their feet wet going into this, uh, seeing what officers do, do ride-alongs. Uh, for the Norton Shores uh, cadets, we have them patrol our parks and they enforce rules um, and then uh, work side by side with officers. So it's a great opportunity for, for young people and, and something for them to get their first steps into the door um, for law enforcement. Well, let's talk about this point team connected to the Norton Shores uh, Police Department, schools, community events, uh, your involvement, and also what it means to everybody in Norton Shores. Yeah, so Point is a division within our police department that uh, is really just, uh, it's an acronym, but it's its basically our community and schools division. So we do all of our community events, um, whether that's uh, um, Coffee with the Cops or Shop with a Hero, uh, just to name a couple. Um, and then we also have uh, officers in the Mona Shores Public Schools along with Western Michigan Christian School. Um and yeah, that's that's our primary assignment. We stay busy with the schools, um, and then we stay busy with community events throughout the year. Let's talk about the schools uh, and the school resource officer or officers plural, and how important Correct. they are uh, to schools today. Because unfortunately, we live in a society where uh, some deviate from normalcy. But with the Norton Shores PD, your connection to the schools in terms of safety and also educating everybody about law enforcement and about safety. Uh, how does that connect? Very, very yeah. Um, so a lot of, a lot of kids in schools, the, their worst, um, their only experience with law enforcement is their worst experience with law enforcement because it's, it's, it's a negative thing. Um, we're trying to being in the schools, working with the kids, working in the schools alongside the kids, seeing them every day, trying to put that positive outlook for the, for the kids um, and knowing that law enforcement is somebody that they can trust, uh, not that somebody they, you know, have a bad view on um, somebody that they can go to when they do need help. Not just, not just having that bad taste in their mouth about uh, the one experience they had, whether it was when they were younger or somewhere throughout their childhood. His name is Jacob Brace. He is a corporal inside the Northern Shores Police Department joining us on another edition of True and Blue on the Huge Show across Michigan. Uh, before I let you go, uh, what's one thing you wish that every single person in Michigan knew about being a police officer? You know, we're, we're no different than anybody else. We go to work every day just like everybody else does. Um, this is our job, but we are people too. We have families at home waiting for us to come home just like everybody else does. All right, in terms of recruitment, uh, how are the numbers, Norton Shores, there on Michigan's West Coast? If people are looking to become a part of the Norton Shores Police Department, uh, what's the recruiting process, uh, applications? How can someone in West Michigan or across the state of Michigan uh, get connected to the Norton Shores Police Department? Yeah, so recently we started doing a recruitment thing where we are actually sending uh, non-certified people through the police academy and paying them to be there. Uh, we always love having the lateral transfers. Um, that's going to be our best bet, but we are willing to send people through the training. Um, that's just, uh, you know, obviously interview process, background process. Um, but yeah, it's something that 
is on our website, something to look into if, if anybody's interested, whether that's somebody who has got zero experience with uh, law enforcement or who has been a veteran of law enforcement for several years. Jacob, good stuff today, man. My best to you and the entire Norton Shores Police Department. I really appreciate and respect you protecting and serving the people along Michigan's uh, West Coast. Thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate the opportunity. I appreciate your show and what you do, uh, recognizing us for, for what we love to do. And thank you. Yeah, you take care. Happy New Year to your family and everybody there at Norton Shores Thank PD. Thank you. Happy New Year. Yeah, Jacob Bruce, another law enforcement officer that saw the calling, felt it, and said he wanted to get involved in law enforcement. Norton Shores PD as good as any uh, department in the state of Michigan. That wraps up another edition of True and Blue, presented each and every week by the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police. And the huge show is honored to highlight and tell the stories of incredible men and women all across Michigan who have chosen the path in law enforcement. If you're ever interested, just apply at your local police department if you feel the need to serve and protect. Big. Bad. Huge.